just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hola, why Baviniedo a las cuevas, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. I was not expecting that. I've been practicing that all morning. <laughs> Is that why you kept delaying the time we start? No. <laughs> Just get. I've got to get the accent. Did I get. Did it sound right? Any of it? It's more or less, yeah, yeah. My favourite bit is a los cuevos. <laughs> God bless Google Translate. Keeping up the appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Raven, <laughs> Raven. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. Hola, why bienvenido a los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon. Why me encanta One Tree Hill. <laughs> Yo soy Tom. Y he visto 25 episodes <laughs> de One Tree Hill. <laughs> and tonight's... Uh, I only did that bit in Spanish. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode three, where wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What do you, what's wrong with you? You've just gone, I heard one word from the actual title, and I'm going to throw 18 other words at it and see what comes out. I was focusing on the Spanish. It's difficult. Uh, okay. What? All right. Okay, I'll let you off. It's uh, Near Wild Heaven. Season 2, Episode 3, <laughs> Near Wild Heaven. So, hola, and bienviendo. Is bienviendo, is that is that right? It's uh, Buenvenido. Buenvenido. So, hola. Buenvenido. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 3, Where Dreams Are Made. (laughs) Near wild heaven. Near, near wild heaven. <laughs> Dom? Simon has total baby brain. Maybe you've got a Spanish brain. Maybe that's why they're all a bit weird. Hola, bienvenido. <laughs> Not again. A las cuevos. <laughs> We're here. How are you, my friend? ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> Muy bien. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> I was not expecting 
any of that this morning. <laughs> That's quality. Mm. How are you? I'm good, me amigo. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Have you had some weird food oh. that's turned you a bit Spanish? I want to impress you. You impress me every day. Oh. Just by being you. Wow. Lovely. Oh. Let's start this podcast with <clears throat> a couple things. So, firstly, we've had we had Paul Johansson on the show. No longer is it uh, that he is a friend of the show. He is now just our friend. It was more like we were threatening that he would come on, and then he did. <laughs> we just made these hollow promises, and eventually yeah. they became true. I mean, how do you? Feel? It's like if we. It's just like, if we keep saying these things, like, fuck it, Chad and James are coming on soon, <laughs> then it will happen on its own. <laughs> I, I, It was fantastic to talk to him. I, I'm still a little bit unbelievable as well. And then and then going and watching an episode kind of a couple of days after having a having a chat with someone who's who's in it. And it's not even like their background or filler or just like this extra, like long standing extra. It's not like we talked to Teresa. We talked to like the main man. Do you know what I mean? When I saw Teresa in this episode, I thought, maybe I could find her on Instagram. Maybe she'd want to come on. <laughs> she might. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> I'm a dirty dog. She's winning, ba- she's winning background performer today. <laughs> uh, only on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Such scumbags. <laughs> Uh, well, um, that is not what the people think. They actually are very. They're, they're, <laughs> people are loving us. I've got some uh, reviews to read uh, later, but the Ooh, I look forward to the that. community on Patreon um, is really strong. It's really cool. Like it's um, it's it's becoming beyond just like me sort of <laughs> your control <laughs> basically yeah it's beyond me can't, just can't like, handle these people <laughs> it's it, it it started with like people would comment and then i would sort of respond back and they'd be saying oh i can't believe dom said this or you know think that and you know i loved when you mentioned this and things like that you know and i'd sort of respond and you know thank you blah 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 uh and now and i love those interactions that's one of the best parts of the podcast um but now they're interacting with each other and there's whole different little conversations where they're talking about, you know, One Tree Hill and their experiences and things. And that is awesome. And that's exactly what we want to promote is because the point of the podcast here, what are you sweet laughing at? I was just thinking to myself that it's got so big and that you've just not told me, but you've had to hire like a press officer <laughs> and someone that just answers fan mail. <laughs> I'm actually out here. I actually quit my job because I'm earning so much money from this podcast. I'm just not <laughs> telling you about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough, my man. Fair enough. And you, you know when... Uh, the Beatles used to have people that would sign their signature for them because they used to have to do so many. They would have people that would do it for them. You've kind of got to that point where you're just signing my signature for me or getting someone to sign yours and mine just anyway. <laughs> I, I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fake like Beatles signatures out there in the world because they had people sign stuff for them because they they were just too busy or they didn't want to sign the volume of stuff that they would get. Mm to sign basically like albums and shirts and all sorts and i guess in them days it's like harder to go and check you didn't have like you know the internet to be able to like google exactly what paul mccartney's you know signature looked like or whatever yeah yeah exactly yeah interesting 
Very interesting. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to somber the note, but I've got something that uh, I've got a little high flyers moment, and I thought I could put it in. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because because <laughs> watching you kind of look down, and it's like I've prepared a statement. <laughs> I did not touch that woman. <laughs> I did not touch Teresa in, in the laundry shop. Oh, God. That, we sh- Just myself. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Again, let's make That's it clear. Let's make it clear. That these, when we're talking about the show, we're imagining ourselves as teenage boys. Nope, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> just just high flies, high flies. Just, just go. Okay. So, uh, so I did tell you this. Uh, I've, we've spoken about this off microphone, but um, I don't think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be surprised in the direction it's gonna go in. I ended up doing the most Lucas thing I think I've maybe ever done in my life. Squinting. I can. Shall I squint while I do this? Does that make it better? It might be hard. Might be hard to read, but it's a bit more believable. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I told Paul at the start of uh, the podcast how much the show and his character in it had like inspired me and inspired me with basketball and my career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I like I told him he liked it was all good was a good moment and then I edited it out of the podcast as it was like a moment between me and him rather than it being like a podcast thing and then after when I was editing the podcast I like got to that part which is like right at the start uh, and then I got. I got a bit carried away. So I added in some old clips of video footage from the Special Olympics and made it into like a little bit of like a highlight reel. And I was actually like pretty proud of the editing, to be honest, because I don't, you know, I just make this stuff up as I go. Um, But that's besides the point. So I sent it to you, Dom, uh, and I also sent it to my wife. And you both said the same thing, which was, it's good, but, but why? And uh, it sort of spawned this realisation that I just spent like an hour editing together two minutes of very self-congratulatory footage when I could have just edited maybe even the whole podcast in that time, you know. Um, It was on Instagram for like a few hours before I like cringed and took it down. So some people may may have seen it. Um, It made me think, though, that since I started to gain like some success in my career and in like basketball coaching... Um, that I really enjoyed the attention and the validation that came with it. And I think this comes, as most things do, from insecurities. So like when I left like my office job and made a career switch, like I found it really hard and my ego took a bashing from myself, uh, as I unfortunately am like my own worst enemy and have sort of a self-deprecating mind. So when I started later to have some success with what I was doing. It's like I used that attention as like a sort of coat of armor to sort of mask the insecurities, not feeling good enough, etc. And then making that like little highlight video was sort of like another attempt of creating something to be like, look, look what I've done. You know, does this validate me? Does this make me enough now? Uh, and I know really that true validation can only come from within. So really this was a great lesson and hopefully one that, can also help someone else as well in my opinion and what my focus is is the important things in life which is the people that you love and not a list of achievements you know you're enough as you are and to be a good person all you need is kindness and and that is all you need 
I was lucky, and we'll talk about this, you know, later or when we do an unboxing or whatever, uh, to get Paul's Ravens jacket, which is amazing. It actually is arriving today. Um, and it already represents so many things for me. So, like, this show that means so much to me, basketball that means so much to me, our amazing conversation that we had with him. Uh, and it all felt like like fate. He wanted to raise money for autism, a cause that is, you know, close to me. And in his own words, I don't know if I told you this, Dom, he messaged me afterwards and he said that he was happy that the jacket was going to the person that would appreciate it the most. <laughs> I oh, wow. I don't know if um, if that means he just thinks I'm like a crazy fan. <laughs> or <laughs> I like to think that it's because, yeah, I, I will appreciate it the most. Um, and then it's it's more importantly, it's a reminder that humility is king. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to film an unboxing video for the jacket. It just means that I'm not going to also add in like some highlights in the middle of it. <laughs> um, so to summarize all of this, I, uh, I wrote something. Um, so I wrote a poem. How do you feel about poetry, Dom? Uh, I think we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just took some water. <laughs> it almost came out. Well, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. I don't think you know this. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I do. I write things. Um, it's just a very Lucasy type of thing. I've never shared anything. Um, so... If this goes wrong, I'm just going to edit it out like it never happened. Fair enough. <laughs> but, well, you mean you write things as in you write poetry or you write stuff down or a bit of everything yeah, or all, just mainly... All kinds of things. I I, um, I don't know. I, would you call it poetry? I don't know. I'd say it's more like... I don't know. I don't know what it's like. It's just yeah. Do you write songs? No, no. I, I like... I like. You don't remember... You don't remember Give Me Some Room? <laughs> Do you remember years ago you wrote a song called Give Me Some Room? Yeah. I remember that song. Can you remember how it goes? I just remember, give me some room, give me some room. That's what I remember. So this was like in my back garden when we were probably like, I don't know, maybe 13. Cause it's, yeah, I was going to say 12, 13 around It's there. when like Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit were becoming like a thing. <laughs> and I was like, we should, bring, we should write our own song. And I think, were we like playing football? And you, and I was you were getting close to me to get the ball and then I just like go, give me some room give me some room and I remember the guitar riff was dun 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 give me some room <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Anyway, sorry not to take anything away from your uh, your poem or what you've written down your, I, I really hope it's a limerick it's like there once was a man called Dave <laughs> <laughs> like, like in Die Hard 3 now it's the <laughs> Uh, I like rhymes. I like things that rhyme. Um, you like Leanne rhymes? I do like Leanne rhymes a lot. Um, I like I like I like playing around in my mind with things that rhyme. So oh, that 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 just rhymed. Like so, for example, when my wife um, was in, had to go in for like a checkup or whatever for during the ba- you know labor not labor during her pregnancy because of covid i wasn't allowed in and there was a time where uh, i had to wait outside in the car for five hours and my phone died and um i didn't have a charger in the car so i just sort of sat in the car and to keep my mind occupied i just started thinking of like 
people's names and were coming up with rhymes off of their names. But not just like single syllable rhymes. Like there had to be at least two or three syllables that would rhyme in each word to make it harder, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So anyway, I um, so I like I like play around with some of these things, but I never share any of it. And uh, but I wrote this, and I thought maybe this I it kind of summarised how I was feeling. So I thought I'd share it. If it's garbage, you have full rights to laugh at me. Um, so which is fine. Or you know, if be you can be honest is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not going to be precious about it. Okay, so. With this podcast and One Tree Hill, we often look at how we have evolved. But if truth be told, looking back over the last few years, I've become self-involved. When I started to gain success, it always came with stress. But the attention, the endorphins went straight to my head. Insecurities led me to being over-controlling. And what's not right is I never wanted to share the spotlight. In my mind, it became the Simon Show. Win an award. Reach a milestone. Running before you can walk. And at work, eventually the drama hit. The alarming bit is that once we got through it, I became a complete narcissist. Holding on to my achievements and using them to make armour with. To identify the problem, that part is the hardest bit. But being successful doesn't matter. Self-love, regardless if you win or lose, that's what the target is. I want my life to be about the people I love. Not some trophies on a shelf collecting dust. Humility is a must, and somehow me and him lost touch. But welcome back, my old friend. Sorry I got lost. That's fantastic. You don't have to say that. No, I'm not just saying it. That was that was really, really good. You should you should keep all these things. Maybe write them, get them written down, or get them printed, or something like that. If you've got more like that, that's brilliant. You should do a little collection. <laughs> of simon's poems oh, no it's really good it's kind of the the way you present it as well is more like um like a rap yeah, well, rather than a poem but i, I mean want... i mean they're basically the they're basically the same thing anyway aren't they so. well i didn't want to say that but yeah i mean i listen to a lot of hip-hop so it's, de- <laughs> it's definitely more trying to be and obviously our classic hip-hop my, you know my half brother um it's uh... <laughs> where these things come from um absolutely but yeah yeah that but that kind of it kind of summarized how i was feeling um so there we go it's it's a nice message i i I tell you this all the time like over messages and stuff like that so this is kind of my high flyers response shall we say (laughs) okay so um you always apologise. You always say so. You say sorry for er- everything and anything. And I know that's quite a British thing, anyway. But you kind of take it to a whole new level. I do it a lot as well. But you, you you're like the next level above, and you'll kind of apologise not just by saying sorry, but you'll you'll send like eight paragraphs about how you shouldn't have done that, and you know you've kind of reflected on it and what it. You, you know you go through a whole journey of discovery over things, and and you express it. And it's great that you express it and that you bring it out and you you talk through it, um, uh, but you don't have you never have to apologise to me. You don't have to say sorry for anything. The thing I found the most difficult was actually saying to you, that as as good as the video was and like well put together because it was really well edited and it's good effects and it's stuff like that. The the question why was was I thought was really important because I, I couldn't work out what you were trying to say what message you were you were trying to give and and it kind of 
you know, you you mentioned the Simon show in in the middle bit of that column, and it kind of felt like it was leaning that way without me having to say it and without me, you know. And I found that really difficult. I thought this is going to be really difficult. I don't. This is you know we're breaking up the band, we're destroying the Beatles, kind of thing. <laughs> like after after a season and a bit, how ridiculous! But I just thought if I ask why, it might jog you to think. And it's nice to hear that your wife, you know, said something similar because you know you're she's a very grounded person, or I always see her as being a very grounded person. And I think you're a very grounded person as well, but. Um, imaginations can run wild, and sometimes you, you know you get a bit over creative, maybe, and think this is what this is what needs to happen and, and needs to be displayed. But but you know, I, I think I, I'm very much an advocate of shouting about your achievements and how great you are, um, without you needing to do it, if that makes sense. And I think everyone would be because everyone's super proud of you and impressed by what you do and can see how um far you've taken like a business from the ground up and dealing with everything through covid and and stuff like that and how how well you've responded to everything and and how hard you work so that's that's what matters well that's kind of you and (laughs) and you saying that um was so important because it was like a reality check and which and which i really appreciate because true friends will say these things will say things when it's difficult to say which i hope mm. it wasn't difficult to say like like as in it was well received and appreciated by me because it was like yeah what are you doing um like to myself and i think that like i said in in my my rap poem is that the uh, <laughs> the it is insecurities like um having having my business it's it was like having people within the organization that really are more experienced than me feeling insecure about my position all of these things which yeah you know I know I shouldn't in all of those sorts of things but it's true and then like in, you know even in basketball when I was coaching you know there's people that have been coaching for years and I'd sort of come up doing it and I, I coached basketball in a very unique style in terms of uh, doing it for people with learning disabilities rather than it being like the traditional style you know I was sort of breaking it like I had like a crab defense where we would go into the position of a crab you know rather than be, you know going side to side and this sort of stuff rather than it being like you know traditional basketball stuff um, and all of these other things that I had these insecurities and I guess I, I still do and uh, sometimes it's I think I was using these things to be like, hey, look, 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 look at this. Um, I am validated. I am good enough. And it's like, well, actually, I was like a pretty humble person before, like I I thought. um, And a lot of this stuff just went to my head. So, but this was the first time that I was just a great reminder. So it's, and I'm really grateful for, for the lessons. And that's what this high flyer stuff's about. So you know i really appreciate it i mean actually i mean you don't know this but i even take took it a step further um so you know i got this medal from the queen i declined yeah. i declined it oh really yeah um do you know who would be super proud of you my mum <laughs> my my mum's like don't don't accept 
any shit from, from from them. Don't take medals. Don't take OBs. Don't take MBs. Don't take any of that because the, you know what? What's the point? Um, you, why why did you just have interest? Why did you? Well, I've cho- I've chosen my personal beliefs and ethics over vanity a- a- again because when I got that. I, I was all like, oh, wow, I'm going to get letters after my name, um, which I, I for international listeners, I don't know if people know or if it's the same, if it's the same in other countries or whatever. But you get like, if you get these awards from the Queen, you get these letters after your name. And uh, it's like a big deal. Like it, it's a big deal in your career. Um, it can be if you can use it for for things. Um, it can make your voice a bit louder potentially. Um, not that that's how it should be, but you know. And um, and also, it's like the highest achievement, really. That I mean, there's different levels. My my medal is like the bottom achievement of all of the achievements but it's like the highest level of something that realistically i i would be able to win so i you know and i loved like i said earlier the attention that came with it all of that stuff but i don't i don't believe in what it stands for not what the medal stands for the medal stands for meritus uh acts and work in your local community um but it has the word empire in it and it's part of the british empire and though the British Empire doesn't like exist anymore, that's history that's steeped in slavery, uh, pillage, rape, murder of countries just, all around the world. Just colonialism in general. Exactly. And I, that is not something that I stand for, uh, is a history that I am ashamed of. And that is a history that is all of our history, though we didn't do it. You know, it's, it's, part of our unfortunate history and as much as their people are taking down statues you know rightfully so slave owners all of these things which i completely agree with get rid of all of that shit they also need to rename these awards like these these things need to be called queen's medal of civilian merit or something not a british empire medal so yeah so they they need to rename these things and and update it and get rid of this stuff and i feel like they need it's only gonna change they've come out and said they're not gonna change the names um so i know that i am one voice that is small a small voice but if um enough people you know decline these things and say these things then hopefully they they will take listen and then my final point is that i have i have a son and i want him to be i want him to be proud of the sort of man that i am and the sort of person that i am and i can't i'm not going to choose vanity over what i believe in so um i'm not making a big deal out of it like as in i'm not going to be all out there like hey fuck the monarchy or any of this stuff <laughs> but i'm going to i've just you know I uh, politely say, hey, if you, I believe, what well, everything I just said, I believe that these these need to be changed. The names need to be changed. Um, it needs to reflect modern day. Um, and with that in mind, then politely, I'm going to decline this award. I don't, it doesn't take away from what I received it for, if you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't like, vanish yeah, the work, so... 
your your achievements are still there the the people that you've helped are still you know have the gratitude because you've you've supported them people have gone and won um sporting achievement medals um because of the coaching that you that you brought to them and and the help that you've given them so that's that's what's important is is the the people that you have helped and you say you've got a small voice but you know lots of people had small voices but made a big difference you know um so that it it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing something positive in the world and if if you if that's the right step for you to make and that's the right choice then do it and you know it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a brave and uh, quite a noble thing to hand back and decline that award that that does feel prestigious and you know you you were really excited about but it's an opportunity for you to say actually I don't agree I don't agree with this this isn't right um I've reflected on it and, and that's what it's all about isn't it it's it's taking that information in going yeah, yeah it was all really exciting and then going hang on a minute this kind of represents everything that I don't want it to represent this this should be representing um all these people with you know learning disabilities that have gone on to achieve a, a wonderful thing when they they've all learned to play basketball cohesively and and done this and I've started my business to support people and get them out in the community and get them out doing things and activities and you know living their lives and and having fun with it and that's that's the achievement that's the medal that's the award isn't it mm. is that is their achievements it's not totally. it's not an actual physical award from a queen who you know people don't really connect with and don't have that <laughs> feeling or bond over like say when i when i tell my mum later that you've got handed that medal back she will be so proud she's like she is like fuck the monarchy basically <laughs> <laughs> well that well awesome i mean I, I actually feel prouder of declining it than i do of receiving it now and and you should and so, some of that comes from part of our conversations like as in i i'd been having this conversation um at home for a while for a few weeks now like internally the bottom line is how i feel and is that this represents something that we that we don't agree with and uh so i feel i feel happy about declining it if if you were ever being interviewed for something let's say like doesn't not I don't mean like a job like you're on a radio show or a TV show or another podcast anything like that and someone goes oh you won this medal right and go yeah yeah I was I got this medal for my achievements and all of this I did all of these things and that's kind of they recognised me and gave me the uh, this award I declined it how great would that be to say <laughs> what what a brilliant statement that's that's making is actually you're saying and you've you've kind of agreed with yourself is that my achievements are my achievements and the achievements of the people I support uh, uh, are their achievements and I've helped them along that way why do I need a little medal to tell me I've I've done that you know mm. um, I, I've uh, that's all in in here and uh, I'm pointing at my head uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, rather and rather than being you know, displayed as letters at the end of your name. You've got letters at the end of your name anyway. You've got PCL. What's PCL? Podcast legend. <laughs> That's on the end of your name, my friend. I got, I got, <laughs> I got, wait, I can't do the letters quick enough. What did you say? Podcast. But my, mine is just 
PAs, podcast amateur, really. But the, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. But the, um, <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all very kind of you. And it, you helped pay into it because it's about standing for something rather than falling for anything. And I and what I would have been falling for is my own vanity over my beliefs. And uh, and so it's humility, really, of anything. And I feel. Yeah, I feel much better about it. And I feel it was sometimes you have these reality checks like so my biggest reality check I've ever had in my life is actually what spawned this whole journey was that when I started working in we will get to One Tree Hill in like one minute. I realize sorry, we're digressing horribly. But I am (laughs) when I started working uh, at the College in Learning Disabilities, I was really struggling like with um, just sort of adjusting to it and and uh just putting my all into it and i was about to transfer in that college to an office job literally doing like data entry um to because i was like you know I, i can't i can't do this i can't do this and I was feeling really pathetic and really sorry for myself and like sat in a bath and you know i, I i'm i'm a shower guy are you a shower guy or a bath guy Shower. Shower guy. But I have a bath if I'm feeling really sorry for myself or, or if I'm like injured from sport or something. And my wife came in and we had she had this like legendary talk with me. Like she was just like, What are you doing? Like this is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you said you were gonna do. This is what you said you wanted to do. You're in the position and now you're just whining about it, like get on with it, like do it. And it literally felt sorry for myself for probably 10 more minutes and then the next morning (coughs) i woke up and was like yeah yes stupid you fool simon and i just like went into it full-heartedly and i like just went for it and uh and felt and became just really focused and driven to doing what i wanted to do and it completely like changed my uh perspective and uh when it came to work and this kind of feels like not not as big as that um but this feels like it's been a shift because i think i these all these insecurities probably came in for me about four or five years ago and then this having making that stupid little video has spawned these little things that have got me to a position within a week where i feel i feel back like like i said in the thing like I feel like I'd lost touch with that part of myself and now I feel like it's back. And again, another gift that One Tree Hill has given. One more thing I'll say about One Tree Hill now. <laughs> I said that, I said to my wife, I asked her and I said pe- people often ask about her. Even Paul Johansson asked about her when I said that she, she doesn't watch the show. Um, and he was in Mad Men and you love Mad Men. My wife said that you and her should be doing a Mad Men podcast. <laughs> he says yeah oh, I, i'm i'm down for that yeah it's fine <laughs> i i asked her i said what does from your perspective from my wife's perspective what does uh oh doorbell sorry one second the box from paul johansson <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i've got his home address now share it on the podcast okay open that later um so i asked her i said what does um what does what do you think the influence one tree hill has had on me or what have you seen over the years and whatever and she said that um she thinks 
she sees that One Tree Hill helped, you know, inspire me into basketball and basketball moved my career along and, you know, all the stuff we already know about. But she says she thinks One Tree Hill helps me more now than it does then and helps me because I can't play basketball right now and haven't played for like a year because of COVID and being able to talk about it with you and having that escapism and having these conversations and having this, this what we have, this <laughs> amazing thing. Um, so I never thought of it that way. Um, and then I also asked her who she thought was better looking, Chad Michael Murray or James Lafferty. And she said, what do you think she'd say? Chad. She did. Why? She gave a reason. Because you look like Chad. No, <laughs> I wish. No, she... And she picked you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. She said, Chad Michael Murray, because his nose, you know, his nose was broken when he was younger in an American football thing. And so his nose is like a little bit whatever. Um, and she said that's what she likes because she wants a bit of rough with the smooth. And she said that James Lafferty <laughs> is good looking, but he's very like conventionally good looking. Where Chad Michael, so he's too perfect, basically. Where Chad Michael Murray is very good looking, <laughs> but he has something about him that's a little bit like a distinctive thing, you know, rough around the edges. Yeah, who would your pick be? Um, it, w- it would be Chad Michael Murray because he looks like you. That's the perfect answer. What What would you? <laughs> and also, I forgot to say, we're never giving giving back the Lexi Award. That's never going back. No, 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 it's not. No chance. We don't agree with the morals of Lex and Matt's podcast. So. <laughs> Have this back. Would, would you? Will you ask your girlfriend some questions around One Tree Hill so we can involve? her perspective if you're comfortable too and can these be the questions can you ask her what does she know of one tree hill does she like one tree hill who does she prefer between you know the chad james debate um and then has she since you have started watching one tree hill has she noticed any influences or changes on you from it okay you'll have to text me those just send her this clip just okay. <laughs> yeah listen to this <laughs> okay just to let you know that the beatles actually gave their mbes back so we are technically like the podcasting beatles just saying for the same i mean i didn't get an award but whatever <laughs> you did you you, you um, you're part of me my friend are, are, you, are you did they give the mbes back for the same reason because down with the empire uh, kind of like why are we taking something from royalty that means nothing oh, okay so that's more like <laughs> down with the monarchy kind of thing yeah I, i'm not i don't they, they were da- they were like anti-establishment right like, but not not like to the extremes of some people but they were like do you know what we've got these and we're not really we're not really keen on being part of that so let's let's give it back i was but paul mccartney is now a knight so fuck him <laughs> Turn didn't coat. turn that down did he's he turn coat yeah well, did, i was waiting for your beatles impression Beatles impression? Yeah, I thought you was going to do an impression. No, not today. Come on. I know you can Maybe do one. Who would do it partway through? You're going to do a Ringo, a little Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, God. I was organising some uh, uh, 
movies behind me and saving private ryan was there and i was putting out like just my like all-time favorite movies like in the office just so i like just as reminders and saving private ryan made the cut and that's because of you man it's because you know i watched it three times in one week that's heavy going it's a lot of shooting it's not easy funny enough it's just dropped into netflix and i I watched it yesterday (laughs) so for anyone that doesn't know that hasn't listened to our mighty 90s episode saving private ryan is dom's favorite movie to the point that during high school he would watch it and this isn't a joke every day after school it's a long film it's a lot of death there's a lot of nazis in it and he loves it it is an amazing film talk to us about it dom i i don't love it for the volume of nazis just to (laughs) make that clear um it's it's a very 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 well put together film and it's uh it's kind of the first war film made that it just feels real um there's a few mistakes in there as well but i used to have it on video and i wore out the video that's that's how much i used to watch it um the video actually went fuzzy (laughs) that's the good do you still have that video you should keep that uh somewhere i think yeah still somewhere around the vhs tapes are actually worth a lot of money like some of the classics are actually worth a lot of money now because people want to have them as you know relics awesome so saving private ryan it's a great film we did an episode on the mighty 90s um i remember on the intro to it because it was like our second or third episode ever and we were saying the title at the same time so we'd say welcome to the mighty 90s where it's always 10 30 night blah blah blah, blah. we go and that would be one person then we go tonight's movie for debate is and then we'd both say saving private ryan but on that one we were both like saving private ryan because <laughs> i think we were both um maybe self-conscious a little bit but we both we weren't that comfortable yet like we hadn't really didn't have much experience you know yeah <laughs> good times and dom knows so much about uh about that movie there's so many great bits of trivia that you that you put into that episode so it's uh it's awesome so yeah check that out and uh check out the movie so definitely one tree hill i mean should we bother it's been like 45 minutes should we, <laughs> should we just wrap it up here <laughs> karen <laughs> yeah, look, we can sum this up really quickly fuck you karen uh keith's the best he looks great in a suit at the end <laughs> oh funny enough that's exactly where i wanted to start this episode what? with keith and karen i know right so we sort of did it in the last episode you mentioned it you said uh, a listener and the listener's name is merrin she always says why don't why do you always leave nathan and Haley last now, our <laughs> Marin might be one of our most loyal listeners. I mean, there, there, there's like we've got our listeners, and then we have like a group of like maybe like ten that are like our super listeners that like love it. <laughs> Marin, in between episodes, will go back and listen to our old episodes, and I, like, I love it. And, and like she sent me like a little uh, timestamp yesterday, and was just like, "You edited something out here." what was it and i was like oh and i went back and listened and it was uh we were talking about it was the episode with whipped cream and condoms 
Oh no! I was going to say, were you being inappropriate again? <laughs> I'm pretty. I, I, I'm pretty sure one of us must have said something that went over the line. So <laughs> it becomes that. That's got to come out. Shit. <laughs> I'm guessing it was you. I reckon you went over. I, I think you go over the line more than I do. I like to push the boundaries, you know. <laughs> Too far. I, I like to see what makes it in. I, I don't know what happens in the editing process. Ah, like, oh, it didn't make it. Ah, oh, gutted. <laughs> well, something didn't make it in in that one because it suddenly it's just yeah. like something, something with cream and condoms, and it's like, and so the next scene. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Marion always says we never start with Nathan and Haley. And last night, so I I schedule the podcast now ahead of time, and you can schedule the exact time they come out. So I have them come out at one minute past midnight on a nice. Tuesday. You know, like Monday night, Tuesday morning, UK time. One minute past midnight, they drop. And um, Marion messaged me like twenty minutes past midnight, and was just like, "What in the absolute fuck?" Why have you not started with Nathan and Hayley? <laughs> it really made me laugh. And I was like, okay, oh. we have to start with one of them on this. It episode. made you laugh, but she's deadly serious. <laughs> like standing at your window. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I will standing at my you. window. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't know, but you actually have a sniper, like, target hovering <laughs> over dot. your head right now. <laughs> That's actually not okay. Merrin. That's um, that's the Queen snipers hearing what your mum's been saying downstairs. <laughs> and that's saving Private Ryan. He's like saying the prayers while like loading it up. Ah, oh, Sad Jackson. He's a great character. What is the line? I love that line when they're walking through like the field at the beginning, and he's saying something like, "You know, the way I see it, put me within a mile of Hitler and." With this here sniper rifle. Come on, Dom, tell us. Come on. He says... <laughs> Act like you don't. Uh, if, if you put me in this here sniper rifle up to and within one mile of Adolf Hitler, pack your bags, fellas, war's over. Okay, and now in the voice. Oh. <laughs> Come on, I, I said a poem Always on this put, podcast. And I had to do an impression of Ringo Starr. Yeah, now, <laughs> I want it, now we want to hear. Come on. Well, if you put me in this here sniper rifle up to him within one mile of Adolf Hitler, bike your bags, fellas, wash over. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> oh, God. I think he's my favourite character. Him or um, uh, the uh, the guy that I got the cameo for you for. for um, see your pals from Friends. Yeah. Mellish. Mellish. Yeah, his character's Mellish in it. Yeah, he's he's good in it as well. Yeah, they're all good. I, I like it when um, when up and the little rat guy taps him and he goes, "You want your head blown off, you fancy little fuck?" (laughs) 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 Anyway, one tree hill. (laughs) Right, come on. You need to be Johnny on the spot with the ammo. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Steamboat, really. Oh, oh god, god. Okay. so many memories <laughs> right so nathan or Haley, and then we'll do karen and deb which one you choose um let's start with Haley. Okay. i think nathan's one has has the the like 
a really important message. But let's let's start with Haley because she actually has. It feels like she has quite a fun episode. Yeah. On this one. Oh, it's all over the place. I, I just say with this episode, um, there feels like. So Paul said in our pod, in our podcast episode that there was like a tone shift throughout the seasons and i feel like this episode feels like the tone has shifted slightly like as in because there's no basketball really it feels a little bit different i mean did you pick up on that or did you feel it still felt you know one in the same um the 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 character bonds are are changing there is there is a difference and i i think what's i think what feels like clever writing and, and clever production is that because one character has changed its impact on on everyone else, and that that doesn't necessarily mean I don't necessarily mean Dan. I, I mean Nathan, because Nathan's attitude has changed so much, and that his connection with Lucas has got stronger, and Lucas's attitude has changed. That then stemmed from like Dan having this heart attack because he got so frustrated and angry by it that then his attitude has changed. Uh, and then all these other characters, like Deb's attitude has now changed from I absolutely hate him to now I feel sorry for him. Karen's attitude has changed with Keith. Keith's attitude has completely changed. Everyone has, has evolved slightly. Um, so there is there is a definite, obvious shift uh, in feeling and, and kind of what's what's going on with everyone, which is good to see. It's, it's really good. You're so good at this. Yeah. Sometimes you talk and I'm just like... Jesus, look at him go. <laughs> look. Even Paul Johansson said he was impressed with you. He said you were too good for this <laughs> podcast. And it's it's true. You're wasted He's crazy. Here. No, you 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 have a really great way. I, I I as much as I was joking, I'm being completely sincere. You have a really great way of um like processing the the writing and the information and then articulating it back in a way that is really clear and sort of things that you don't really think about that um i don't i'm i'm not articulating it very well but um you've got a real talent for this stuff like this is this is why i wanted to do podcasting with you because i knew that you would you would have this apart from i know we we feel and we've been fortunate and humbled to be told uh, you know a lot of times that we've got you know good chemistry but you have great insight um, as well. And like I feel like I learn a lot from you. Um, so that was really great analysis. Loved it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, man. That's, it. That's all true. It's all true, baby. <laughs> what? Let's do it. So, so who do you want? Did you want? Oh, Haley. So tell us where does Haley start? She starts at the apartment, right? Which we know what? all about that apartment now. <laughs> we do. We've seen the inner workings of that apartment and my closet space. Um <laughs> Well, we start with kind of the group of them, don't we? So we've got um, Haley, Brooke, Peyton, Nathan and Tim all in the apartment. And it it kind of starts with them putting this, the the pictures up from the wedding. And Brooke's being a bit useless, saying, oh, a bit more right. And like, your right is our left and so on and so forth. Um, And I think where they kind of mark, it was really wonky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it was on the wall when they're putting it up there but they they kind of leave that and tim's flicking through the yellow pages um and uh, does he say what what do you prefer uh mexican thai or chinese chinese is pretty good yeah and they're like you've just eaten what are you doing he's like no no this is the stripper 
<laughs> Tim, this is a big episode for Tim. This episode, are you coming around to Tim? Are you starting to understand this... the Tim love now? This is we'll, we'll get to Tim. We'll get to Tim. Let's stick with Haley. Let's not go off the track. We don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. <laughs> I've got red dots, red dots on my head. I don't want, <laughs> don't want to be upsetting anyone. <laughs> Just hear your front door being kicked in. Your mum's <laughs> screaming. <laughs> 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 It could, and you just—he's oh. rushing for your head. It could be so many different things. Is that the contest winner coming to put your mum in a headlock? Is that because of the, <laughs> is that because of the anti-monarchy, you know, slander that's going on in your house? Is it because you didn't talk about Nathan or Haley first, and Meryn's finally <laughs> here, or is it finally Magdalena, who we know will be the end of all of us? <laughs> All these things. Either way, we've all got a reason to hide. <laughs> oh God! So Haley is. Um, about... Haley's a little bit shocked by all of this. A bit insecure, isn't she? Like, yeah. We, we've we've ha- we're married now. We don't need bachelor parties, and we don't need um, bachelorette parties. I suppose as well. We call it stag and Hindus. I don't know why it's so different, but like, let's let's go with that anyway. And we have the towel pulling away from Brooke because they're talking about strippers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Peyton makes a fairly inappropriate joke where she says, ah, it's not that shocking when you've seen it before. And then looks at Haley and is like, oh, sorry. And she's like, hmm. And I, I actually really, in the, all of those moments that, that Peyton has and she does that, I always feel really sorry for Haley because mm-hmm. I think it's just comments that don't need to happen. Yep. They don't need to be said. You know, you, you could have had a bit of humility about yourself, mm-hmm. couldn't you, Peyton? And you could have just gone, oh, Jesus, and like pretend to cover your eyes or something like that and let Haley be the one to say, oh, you've seen it before, it doesn't matter. You know, because then it's, then it's her that's brought it up. She probably wouldn't, but at least someone else has kind of put that out there. And it, it drives me nuts that she lets that happen or that mm-hmm. does happen. Uh, it's so annoying. I, I could not agree more. It really, <laughs> really annoyed me. Peyton, you are Satan. We've said it before. We'll probably say it again. What is your problem? Like it's it's so unnecessary. So and just not cruel. not needed at all. Yeah, it's cruel. Yeah. It's cruel. And Peyton annoyed me so much in this episode because she comes from this air of such obnoxiousness and um, like. Brooke and Peyton both do it to a certain degree. They kind of talk down to Haley. It's kind of condescending mm. and patronizing. But Brooke doesn't do it half as much as Peyton does because Brooke is funding this whole trip that they go on. She's paying for all of this stuff. Well, she was paying. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, Peyton's sort of coming from it from a perspective just like tagging along and then also having this sort of no, this is how we do these things, you know. I really, I'm in a limo all the time. I, it's a bit. Yeah. It reminded me of Jake a little bit in the strip club with his water and lime. Like, but yeah, no, sorry, we've gone off track. But I completely agree with you, <laughs> totally. And it, like, it frustrates me because Haley goes to Peyton for her problems, and she she likes to discuss things with Peyton and and talks about kind of real life things with her and their the, their love and their marriage and. It, she she kind of wants her experience. Haley wants Peyton's experience and says, this is how he is with me. I, I, I can't figure it out. I'm confused about this. I'm really struggling with that. 
and Peyton says all along, like, he was never like that with me. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the love that you have. Those moments are great. Brilliant. Have those moments. But, like, Haley, just tell her to fuck off. Yes. When she when, when Peyton goes, oh, I've seen that cock before. Oh, yeah, we fucked. <laughs> fuck off. Just fuck off. Just tell her to leave. Okay, your time's done. See you later. Out. Mm. It's all it needs to be. Yeah. Brooke, you definitely fucked him. Just throw that in there as well, and then be like, right, both of you out now. <laughs> do you, you think? Do you think Brooke has slept with Nathan? Is that a prediction? I said Tim. Oh, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's never slept with Tim. What about Nathan? Maybe. Ooh. If she hasn't, she might. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Poor Haley. Poor Haley. <laughs> Poor Haley. Oh, Nathan's dick been round the block. But <laughs> um, okay, so it's just. It's I just... think the Nathan and Haley chat became a bit extreme, didn't it? This is why we don't start with Nathan and Haley because it's a bit filthy, and by the time we get to them, we're a bit more tired and it's a little bit more uh, calm, a bit more analytical. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> let's okay. So Haley is then what like she's sort of cleaning up the apartment and uh, I I love this this is brilliant when she's cleaning and she's like Sorry wi- to wiping the island it's when she cleans the fruit yeah that oh god that made me laugh so much I thought that's fantastic she's like spraying she's like an angry wife it was brilliant I like spraying is like yeah whatever yeah what no no I'm not fussed I'm not fussed and then spraying the fruit fruit and wiping the fruit down I thought that was that was perfect. That was like spot on. I hope, I really, really hope that she did that herself and that was like improvised. I really hope that that, that nobody said anything to her. I'll go and do that. And she just did it. That would be fantastic. Well, it's interesting what Paul was saying. Keep bringing it back to Paul because we have some inside knowledge now. But he was saying that, you know, she's such a great actress because she can access her emotions and so natural and that really does come across like she does feel really genuine and uh and really lovely like you just really like her don't you like and and i like when she's like you know um i've left i left some ones out you know don't spend them all in the same place like she's like she's being a helpful person but yeah you know begrudgingly is she She's like a favourite of yours, isn't she? But I think she's always been a favourite of yours. And does yeah. that carry through to however long she lasts? I, I, well, I suppose you're probably not going to tell me, but I kind of get the vibe from you that she is like a long-term favourite. Yeah, well, she she's the sort of... If I was in the show, <laughs> if I was... A, a, if I was like a Ravens guy character, like Narion, then that would, that would be my go-to love interest of the of the three and she's the most like oh, my on. wife i would say of of the of the people in in the show like in terms of like yeah. personality um well what about you out of interest from what uh, you've out seen of the three. from what you've seen so far yeah uh hey yeah Haley. It's, it's because she has the she's kind of got like i said when we were talking to paul she has the emotional um sort of connection with it and the, the the intelligence side of it as well not saying that the other two are like dumb or anything but there's just that little bit more you get from her mm. and she's she's modest it's, it's, mod, it's the, the modesty that that kind of wins you over but her sense of humor is great as well i think my girlfriend's quite 
like that as well in terms of the way they they think and the way they they act. They're, they're quite funny. Mm. Um, it was really good. But I, I love the way she said party. I'm just cleaning up for your party. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. Good. Like, I would encourage everyone to go back and just watch her say party. <laughs> Yeah, she's great. She gives a really solid performance. Um, and then she has she has one of my favourite lines in that scene as well, but I'll, I'll wait for that till the end if you like. Well, you can say. Well, up to you. Um, well, she says, because um, Nathan's like questions why she's cleaning up. Why are you cleaning up? It's only for the guys, and they've seen this place like this before. In fact, they made it like this. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you know, just trying to clean up. I can't remember what she says there, but she says, besides, if you're going to have a skanky hoe in the place, it should at least look nice. <laughs> like that balances it and out. I mean, like, Peyton's been there all day and it didn't look nice. <laughs> you, you let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? Is Nikki, is, <laughs> has Nikki been back? Is Nikki back? <laughs> oh, I think that's skank and Peyton. I think it's coming oh, from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, Peyton must have a bit of a bit of dough, a bit of money. All right, okay, hang on. This is going to span off onto just a very quick tangent. So, one of my wife's favorite, one of my wife and I's favorite stories that I've never told anyone before, and this is probably really stupid. But we were um, we were on holiday uh, in Hawaii a few years ago, and they had. Um, like a luau you know and they have like um on the beach and the food and hula dancers yeah hula dancers that was the word i was looking for and um and it's great it was a great experience and it was very touristy you know like we were with this whole bus of tourists and we have a uh a guide a tour guide and he was really charismatic like he was really funny like there was like more than any any tour guide i'd ever met he was hilarious and um he like he was saying things like we were on the bus going driving to where we were going and we had the lights on and he's telling us stuff and there's another bus like from the same company and they had the lights off and he was like do you know why they got their lights off because they're ugly they're disgusting <laughs> and all this sort of stuff like really just funny and uh but he was saying that he he grew up uh on the island and he used to be an um as a kid like an impersonator for and do music and do singing and he used to be um, like little um, little Elvis. He'd be like little Elvis. And then there was another kid on the island, and they used to sometimes, you know, perform together. And the other kid would be do like a little Michael Jackson. And um, that kid that did the little Michael Jackson grew up to be Bruno Mars. Oh wow! Yeah, and was saying that you know that's how he got his start and then he was sort of talking about all this stuff now we're on a tourist bus so there's people from you know all over the world on as tourists and there's this uh like old older like middle-aged woman with her daughter sat behind us uh who was australian and uh and as he was telling this story she basically turned around to her daughter and went you know well why is he still here like as into the tour guide he was and she went Bruno's got a lot of dough. <laughs> 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 and it really cracked us up because it was like, <laughs> it's like, you know, Bruno Mars is like a multi, multi-millionaire and he's like saying, you know, he's like my best friend, he's my childhood best friend. He's like, and you're still here. I don't know, Bruno's got a lot of dough. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno's got a lot of dough. <laughs> 
That's quality. That's so funny. But sorry, Peyton's got a must have a lot of dough, right? Because that's where that all came from. Because she's got that massive house, right? Why is she not ever paying for anything? Why is it always Brooke having to pay? The girl doesn't even have a working fucking doorbell. She ain't got any money. <laughs> Do you know what really pissed me off about Peyton in this episode? Is right at the end <laughs> when Brooke is trying to get money out of the ATM. Uh, and as much as if people are going back to watch, you know, Haley say party and the fruit, take a second to go back to this as well. She's Peyton's leaning on the ATM and looking out to the street like if like she's a pimp looking across the road at some of her whores. Like like <laughs> she's so cocky and confident and just like, yeah, Brooke, get some money out so we can go, you know, panty shopping. Pay for shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peyton. She's Satan, and I'm hating. Bring it back, the remix. <laughs> Can I get a rewind? It's Peyton. It's Satan. <laughs> no, I'll write a poem about it later. It's fine. <laughs> Do it, yeah, please. Share, 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 share. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so Haley. <laughs> well, we're going to get some hate on this Peyton stuff soon, because there I are know, some real diehard loyal Peyton fans I don't know why I'm but... sorry they need sometimes they need to hear it yeah. they need to hear how obnoxious she's being it, right, it is though right it's not just me <laughs> I, have I influenced you with this or you would think this no, anyway right? I would think it anyway if I was just watching it anyway I'd think oh she's a bit of a knob isn't she <laughs> <laughs> like look how nice and sweet Haley is and Brooke's just a bit of a loose cannon anyway and a bit crazy and I think she was a bit obnoxious on, on occasion in this and, and throughout the, the show she has been but that's kind of you feel that in her genetic makeup you know she's kind of that rich kid vibe isn't isn't it mm. um but you know and Haley's so sweet and, and nice and then you've got Peyton that does kind of feel like she's like digging her claws in unnecessarily on on certain things and it's just like oh bugger off <laughs> amen so, <laughs> so okay so what what happens next is for Haley, she gets on they take her on like the sort of bus like sort of a limo type bus like a, a luxury bus yeah it was like a long yeah like a, a mini bus but done up sort of thing wasn't it which was quite i thought that was quite nice i thought you know brooks awesome. going hey let's have this and um maybe she feels bad for the pregnancy jokes and comments and um Haley's like oh you know it's water under the bridge I get it and um she's like well forget about water let's have champagne and they start having champagne and Haley's so like this is going to be expensive and she's like oh, who cares you know they're so they're so carefree to someone who's now married and worries about everything anyway and, and they're so cautious of of life in general um she never wants to put a foot wrong which is which is really sweet she's very sweet isn't she Haley? I mean mm. And kind of her being married has kind of made her more, um, or they've made her character slightly more like that way, more sweet, uh, kind of even more innocent. Like, you know, I'm married now, so I, I shouldn't be doing this sort of thing. And mm. and in a funny way, that's reflective of Nathan as well. Nathan's like, I'm married now. I shouldn't be doing that. I don't need to do these things. It's, you know, I'm with Hayley. Um, and it's like certified, it's legal, it's on a document. Um, so I don't, I don't need to be doing that sort of shit. And he's so, uh, that's what I really liked about him. We'll get to him in a bit is that how kind of laid back he was about it all, um, for the most part. Yeah. And then, um, they get to the 
little fashion show in the in the lingerie shop and Brooke's like oh I'm here so often and spend so much money in here that you know they kind of owe me and they do a little fashion show for um Hayley and that's when you know you paused on Teresa for quite <laughs> okay. a, an excessive amount of time <laughs> can you remember then, all of their names I can't remember any of their names I mean, it was Teresa, Teresa Bevin and then uh, did she say like sugar and spice? I'm assuming that's not their names. <laughs> I hope it is their names. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure. I I didn't really pay much attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was more paying attention to the why is Haley there bit. Why is she there? Get out of there, Haley. <laughs> but she she seemed to enjoy it in the end, you know. And she got she. Uh, what I really didn't understand is why the the pigtails is it pigtails is that it's what like they're, the, they're making yeah they're, it's like the schoolgirl look wasn't it well, i don't get that at all it looked a bit weird okay <laughs> <laughs> noted but she she was very um out of her comfort zone wasn't she and I, I sometimes it's good to be out of your comfort zone do something different but she's kind of being dragged into that it felt like she was being dragged into a like cheerleading world that she didn't want to be involved in mm-hmm. um so I, I kind of understood her apprehension and her kind of disbelief of it or not really wanting to be part of it do, do you get that vibe from her as well yeah yeah she this is all new she's shy this is like you said out of her comfort zone but I think she's also she was also like enjoying it. I think it's like this uh, air of acceptance, like into this friend group, which I think is nice. But I, I do think it does come with some uh, patronizing undertones. But you know, yeah. does, does she want? What I don't understand is is Haley's a very very likable person, but doesn't appear to have. There's no mention of other friends other than. Lucas. Mm. Lucas has only really has been the only real friend that she's ever mentioned, and now she's got Peyton and I suppose Brooke by association. Who are who are Haley's friends? What's her friendship group? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we don't. It's not like we ever see her with like the Rivercourt guys, because you could imagine maybe she'd be like you know good friends with like Mouth as well, or Skills, or you know Fergie and Junk and all of them. But doesn't seem to doesn't seem to we haven't had many scenes with her with them but maybe mm. maybe that would develop you know i, I don't want to say too much <laughs> okay <laughs> um okay so then is oh she gets a fake id and it's called uh trudy is it like trudy gill so it's like trudy gill yeah. girl which i thought was clever that's something that is a sticking point this isn't a spoiler but like you know tutor girl it kind of becomes her thing it's her thing yeah it was pretty much her thing for the first season anyway wasn't it because that's what she was to nathan that's how they got where they are yeah exactly and and i i seen uh maybe like a few years ago or something she put something out um bethany joy lens on like instagram or twitter or something saying like it's like an appreciation message to like her friends you know like to Sophia Bush and Hilary Burton and and people and she was like you know thank you to all these great people so on and so forth and then she ended it with tutor girl so I think she (laughs) like it's she likes it as well it's part of yeah it's nice it's like part of her now that's cool 
It'd be nice if she still got that ID because you know, Paul said he's still got a Dan Scott ID. Yeah. Um, driver's license, isn't he? So it'd be nice if she still got that fake ID. Well, I, I mean, that's it's obviously. So I'm, I'm very. I've got the box from Paul Johansson right next to me. I, all, all I want to do is open it, but I won't. We have to do an unboxing video. But there's, um, <laughs> you're like, oh, fine. I'll talk to you for another hour or so, Dom. Then, then I'll get to what I really want to get to. <laughs> just cut it off. Like, oh, the rating is what nine? Okay, good. Call it there. <laughs> I said to him sort of cheekily, I, I was like, I was like, hey, feel, when we were going back and forth about shipping addresses and all this sort of stuff, I was like, hey, feel free to throw anything else in there that you want, you know, emoji, laughing emoji, ha ha ha. Uh, but also being like, please throw some stuff in there. His, his Emmy. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so, oh no, wait, that's not it. That's like good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so. I don't, yeah. Could you imagine if that was in here? It wouldn't be in here. I mean, I don't know. There might be nothing in here. It might just be the jacket, or it might be. I, I think he's just sent you a box of like with a brick in it or something like that. It's <laughs> just feel not how sent heavy it at all. It it's quite heavy. Is it brick heavy? It's quite heavy. Yeah, it's a couple of there's a couple of house bricks in there, and that's it. I mean, would it? Is a jacket that heavy? <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's in here? There's like seven. What's in the box? <laughs> just Paul Johansson's head. Quinn Paltrow's head. Wait, was it was it you? It's you, isn't it, that hasn't seen Seven, but you know that part. Yeah. How did that get spoiled I don't, from you? Because I don't care about spoilers. <laughs> but, but I do for One Tree Hill. It's so weird. You should watch Seven. That's an amazing, an amazing movie. I will watch it today. Will you? Sure. What's in the box? <laughs> There's... Anyway, sorry, Haley Scott. <laughs> but I need to know what's in the box. <laughs> do you know what I didn't do? Right, if we get Paul on again at some point in the future, part way through, I'm going to say, Paul, look at me. Call me Colonel. No oh, shit. Call me <laughs> Colonel. Paul. I don't think. Call... Dominic, call me Colonel. A Colonel. Yes. I, I don't think. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> We might go viral right, for like forcing someone <laughs> to call you Colonel on a podcast. Actually, yeah, definitely fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's already said I need to podcast without you, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was it was inevitably going to happen. It was going to end one way or another. <laughs> Simon's in some sort of psychiatric care, <laughs> saying to all the doctors, "Just call me Colonel." <laughs> oh god! Oh god! So Haley, they go to the strip club. They do, and uh, it's, it's all a little bit surprising, but they're, they're actually there for a lesson. Mm. And I, it, was, it felt really cringy, this bit. I felt really uncomfortable watching it. Talk to us. I, I didn't enjoy it. I've, I, right, okay, I've been, I went to Vegas with some friends a few years oh, ago, right? Here we go. Here we go. And I... <laughs> Do we need to label this a high flyers moment? <laughs> we can if you want yeah sure and i went to they were desperate desperate to go to a strip club of course. desperate of course. the strip clubs in america very different to strip clubs over here strip clubs over here is like a dark little room full of like five women that you know take you off to another dark little room that basically you stand there and watch them for for five seconds and you leave that's about it in America, well, my experience of it in, in American Vegas was it was the biggest building I have ever seen 
that had uh, like an insane amount of women, people getting lap dances and chairs just in the middle of this massive room. There was layers to this room as well. So it had like an upstairs, it had back rooms, it had all sorts. Um, that one of the lads that I went with went into the back room several times um, with the same dancer. Um, it, it was insane. And I felt uncomfortable from start to finish. I felt incredibly uncomfortable. And it's really not my thing at all. Really not my thing. I really didn't enjoy it. I thought I'd share that with you. And what really bothered me the most <laughs> is they come up and they're like, are you going to buy me a drink? I'm like, no, I'm fucking not. I am poor. I have no, you have more money than me right now. <laughs> In fact, I can see the more money that you've got, like hanging off of you. It's right so, there. It's right there. Can you buy me a drink? <laughs> Do yeah. some favor. Come on. <laughs> and then like all the, all the waitresses and stuff were like, just make sure you tip your, tip the girl and stuff. I'm like, all right, don't need to be so aggressive about it. But I, I'm just, yeah, very not comfortable in that, that experience. I think mm. it's the people that I don't know touching me makes me feel very weird. Mm. And I don't let it happen. So, <laughs> well, that's, um, so I, I went on a stag do. So again, we call it a stag, but they call it a bachelor party, isn't it? Bachelor yeah. Party. And it was, there was like 15 of us. Very, very much not my thing like as in very mm. these not my crowd they're very like lads lads kind of thing um yeah but you know it's fine i was there and uh they went to went to a strip club and i was with our other friend um and uh, protecting him <laughs> <laughs> it's okay come here come come around let me put my arm here you're safe you have a choice and you have a voice. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> uh, no oh, I, was with, I was with um, our other friend, Simon, no. another Simon. Now, the other, oh. the other Simon is married as well, as well as I am. And we're in there and uh these like lad lads that are not, not my friends, people I'd only just met on that day, are like, as soon as they're in there, they're like going into back rooms and things like that what you're talking about and this um stripper came up to me and it was like um she's like you know oh hey whatever whatever uh, and i was like no no i'm good thank you and uh and she went oh come on you know whatever and i went no 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 i'm i'm married and she went well that doesn't matter to me and i was like oh, okay it matters to me so no <laughs> no thank you <laughs> go away uh politely Please i didn't leave. say go away i was just like no no thank you and then i remember dave and simon looking at me like oh like as if it was like just this the stripper i was like no i just told a stripper that i'm married and um you know <laughs> not this the stripper <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah they're really not it's not a place for me for me either i i um do you know one of my one of my well I'm going to say biggest regrets is not. But when I got married when I was 26, when we're 33 now, and I let one of uh, one of my friends, who I'm not, I'm still friends with, but it's not like, we're not like, I, I speak to him maybe like twice a year, something like that. Yeah. And he, 
he organized the the stag do the bachelor party and i didn't really i didn't have anything to do with it and it wasn't i I should have just organized it myself like you know when you like you're doing things that other people want to do like really this was like his type of bachelor party of just like drinking and doing all this sort of like laddie stuff we didn't go to any strip clubs or anything um but you know it was all that sort of stuff which isn't for me like if i was to so at some point um my wife and i want to renew our vows uh you know maybe on like our 10th wedding anniversary or something and have like a little celebration and do things like how we would do them now because when we did the our wedding and all the things which we loved it was a great day you were there obviously dom um you know we really enjoyed it um but there are certain things that we just did to sort of you please other people rather than doing things for yourself and even though 26 you know is like an adult age i feel like the perspective that you have now when you're in your 30s you're a lot more you sort of know yourself better you know so there's like if i was to do a a bachelor party i'd organize it for myself and it would be my perfect bachelor party would be talking to you about one tree hill having some beers having a pizza and uh you know watching saving private ryan that would actually be like my perfect it's so weird that you just said that because I was literally, literally about to say, um, if and when I get married and we're having like a, a bachelor party or stag deal or whatever, I literally just want it to be some pizzas, a couple of beers for you because you got a problem and <laughs> um, <laughs> and just just watch some films or something. Mm. Just I don't want it to. I don't want any fuss or anything. I just want to chill out. Maybe exactly. it's because I'm old. No, I would have felt like this back then also, really. Like, I just yeah, didn't really know, so too. know myself. You just kind of go along with these things. But um, so, yeah. Uh, so if I could go back, that is exactly what I would do. But, you know, you only get that. You only get to that perspective once you've experienced and got through this stuff. But, um, yeah. Well, when, when it comes to, you know, your bachelor party or, you know, stag do or whatever you just make sure you take control and say exactly what it is that you want to do because it's for you you know that's what Mm. it's about it's celebrating you so um yeah (laughs) so back to the strip club what what i thought was quite nice was that it was like a lesson and it was funny that Haley like jumped up and slipped onto the chair was that not funny was that what you were cringing at no i uh... I don't know if we can air this. What I was cringing at is that you had a uh, like a pole dancer or stripper that was teaching them, but she had a really old face. I'm like, but quite a nice body, and I just I was like, it just feels really. It feels like they've just pulled in someone who's aged a bit. We don't let her out on the main floor anymore. She does the dancing back here. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and it just made me feel really uncomfortable. I felt really bad for her. He's saying she looked like Bojack Horseman. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) She did a great job, and she did have a great body, but... um, She's been around the She was a great teacher. She's done a couple of laps. She's just like... We're past our prime, do you know what I mean? Well, you this and is I, really bad. We're not part no, of no. time. I'm ready to strip <laughs> right now. I said to my wife this morning, I was like messing around, but I like got out of bed and was like picking up the baby and the stuff. And um, I didn't have my shirt. On. I didn't have my shirt on. And uh, 
and she like looked at me she just normally and but like to make <laughs> her laugh i was like are you trying to work out when it was i let myself go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a long time ago. Long and was she like uh, day one of marriage? <laughs> Before, that. Before that. Once it's signed, signed, sealed, yeah. delivered. <laughs> um, but okay. I, I also quite like the fact that they did like a, just for, for Tutor Girl, it was like a Trivial Pursuit platform. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. Did you notice? It was like uh, um, like cheese segments of Trivial Pursuit on the on the pole dancers platform oh, that's i thought good. it was quite funny oh, I didn't that. <laughs> that's good um but then the the credit card's not working right it was getting declined so then we get well, let's just talk about it because we're here then we get to a line i had to go back a couple times you know hit like the 10 second back bit to hear mm. it because i was like no she didn't just say that surely not um so Brooke said, Brooke's talking to Peyton and saying, oh, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay for this? And um, and Brooke says something. Oh, I wish I'd written it down. She said something like, well, we'll sometimes we just uh, see what that mouth will do. Something about her mouth. She says something about her mouth, like some sort of line that's implying about oral sexual actions <laughs> I missed that I didn't notice that because she said oh, I can talk my way out of any like this, any sort of situation or see how how well I can talk my way out of this with or my like that. mouth That's I... with my mouth she says something about her mouth oh, and it's specifically I... and then she when she goes up to the guy I'm still worried about that dancer who's obviously been there for like 15 years and needs 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 out she needs out of there the, the sad bit is that, that the teacher the dancers is actually only 25 she's just been smoking <laughs> like 40 cigarettes a day <laughs> for the last 10 years Brooke then goes up to like Gordon Ramsay's brother who's like the strip club owner <laughs> and um and she says you know oh is there not a way that we can he did wasn't it Either... it'd be brilliant if you were uh, right uh, okay uh, how how willing are you uh to to get dirty <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good impression and then suddenly just losing it and just you know <laughs> when was this fish refrigerated oh. <laughs> it smells like nicky <laughs> <laughs> but she says to gordon ramsay's brother i'm gonna call him norman norman ramsay and says norman. where's um you know oh you know is there not something we can work out you know again implications and he says this is a strip club honey you know like i don't know if he said honey i threw that in felt weird me yeah. saying it did it feel weird you hearing me say it no i liked it it rolled off yeah, yeah, it worked. All right, honey. <laughs> but, and so he's like, you know, and then he, then he says, how dirty are you willing to get? Which is an implication for what, Dom? Uh, well, I, you, you're thinking they're going to dance. They're going to end up being da- dancing or having to do private dances for, for people. I think that's that's where we're 
aiming, isn't it? That's what they're pointing at. But I, I knew it wouldn't be that. It, it felt too obvious to to be that. Uh, they they're washing up. Um, Haley is not feeling very well because she's drunk a lot, and uh, Peyton's like, oh, "Drink this. This will make you feel better." Because I know all about this stuff. Because you know, you, I, I, like I'm so experienced because I'm 16, 17 years old. I spent all of my life like hungover and you know in the back of limos and blah 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 blah. Or actually, Peyton. Are you a 16, 17-year-old kid and you don't know shit either? Why are you acting <laughs> like you're on such this high horse? Come down back to reality. Stop being obnoxious. You are very close to Nikki territory. And Dom and I will let you know every step of the way. Because that's what we do. <laughs> we bring you back Absolutely. to reality. We'll smash you back down to earth. So fast! <laughs> <laughs> You'll be going through G-Force. There'll be no gravity <laughs> while you're going back down to Earth. Call us, Colonel! <laughs> oh, dear. We're never going to be able to invite Hillary Burton on the podcast, are we? <laughs> Maybe just her husband. <laughs> Negan. Because he's in The Walking Dead and he's so cool. <laughs> but I know, so neither of us watch The Walking Dead anymore, but from Instagram... Hilary Burton is now in The Walking Dead and she's playing Negan's wife. She is playing Excellent. Lucille. You know how they, they, he always referenced Lucille as the bat? the bat. She's yeah. Lucille and she's in it. As, and so I that's might really, watch it now. That's really cool because they're obviously husband and wife in real life. And yeah. just, just to say, we, lo- we like Hilary Burton. She's playing the role really well. This is nothing about her. We're just having issue with the character. It's just, yeah, it's just how well put together the character is, isn't it? And how she makes us feel yeah which is terrible (laughs) um okay and then she says they let Haley go to go home and then she says to the driver take me home to my guy and it's like she's all happy when she gets out of like the limo bus thing she's like sort of happily skipping back up to the apartment then maybe we should leave Haley there until we cover Nathan and then we can get back to that point. I would agree. So talk to us about Nathan. So Nathan has a slightly different journey because his... We know Brooke's going to throw a good party or put something together. Even at quite short notice, it would be quite good. But Nathan um, is being kind of forced into this by Tim. And this is kind of how I would feel. I would feel forced into it by Tim. I'm not interested in this at all, but this is a party for Tim. It's exactly what you said. This is this is um, this is um, a party for someone else. Mm. But I'm kind of like the guest of honor, yeah. and it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Is this is them living out their weird little fantasies? Um, but I knew as soon as Tim was involved with anything, it would go horribly, horribly (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Well, I thought that Nathan was really good at saying understanding. He said, you know, um, Tim feels threatened because Lucas threw their, um, what what would you call it? Like congratulations party or something. Um, What would you call that? Uh, Yeah, I suppose their post-wedding reception almost part yeah 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 Uh, their reception yeah and so he felt he felt threatened um so this is his way of you know getting back and whatever which i thought that's quite a wise perspective to have um and then 
Yeah, and then and and then so we talked about the strippers. Um, there, Lucas arrives, and <laughs> Tim's disappointed because not the stripper. Um, the best bit, and were you expecting? Gary arrives. I, I've actually written in my notes, Gary's back. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Uh, I really like that, the fact that Gary turned up. And the fact that Gary wasn't like the biggest loser there as well. <laughs> it's that Tim was the biggest loser there. Well, but, but Gary was there for a specific reason. He was there to see a stripper. <laughs> yeah, where's the stripper? <laughs> I, I did like Lucas's line... Um, when he says, what's wrong with Dim? Mm-hmm. And Nathan says, oh, he thought you were the stripper. And he's like, we prefer to be called exotic dancers. Oh, that was quite funny. That was a good moment. Yeah. There's a nice, there's really nice moments like that with um, Nathan and Lucas. It's like a good bond. They are becoming like better friends. Mm. And the, the brother thing keeps coming up. And it's, you know, it's definitely, it's kind of at the forefront of their minds now. And you can see that as, as, a, 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 as an audience member or watcher that, that's that theme is definitely coming out and they they bring up the the question of dan later on don't they when they're discussing it and he says look if you want to go and find out about dan go and find out about him and this is this is part of nathan's maturity and and the evolution of his character because all along he's gone uh he's been a bastard to lucas because he didn't like lucas his dad was horrendous to him fell in love with Haley. has developed and grown is now starting to like Lucas and appreciate Lucas a little bit more particularly for how he's looked after Haley all these years and is now kind of saying you know it's it's my turn to do that let me let me take the reins and it's like actually if you want to go and find out about Dan I'm going to let you do that because for the, for the last few episodes he said stay away stay away stay away he's an idiot he'll just upset you but now he's saying you know what you do what you got to do. I, I, I totally get. I totally get it. I totally understand. You go and experience the good bits, but when it gets to the bad bits, you'll really know. Mm. And, that, and that's kind of the message that's, that I feel like is coming coming through just from him saying, "Yeah, go and find out. It's fine." Yeah, nice. Well put. Uh, they're they're <laughs> they're playing um, like NBA Two K or, or whatever video games, <laughs> and uh, Tim is getting Gary to read cosmopolitan and to read yeah. out the um the like quiz and tim saying definitely unhook the bra uh, you know I, I want a girl that wants me to go up her shirt <laughs> no he he said he wants a boyfriend that that oh. doesn't that he, he's like because nathan says you know that this is you're supposed to be answering from the perspective of a girl of the girlfriend right he's like yeah i'd, I'd want uh, a man that would um just you, you know feel free and and be confident to just go for it and lucas is like well hopefully you find that man soon <laughs> you'll find him one day but i thought that was a really good little funny moment tim is becoming more as as sort of dumb and sort of silly as he is he's becoming more likable his comment is a bit like the stifler character in american pie but less like douchey yeah yeah i would agree Do you, he... is is tim someone that you look at from these episodes and you think are you kind of like oh Tim or are you like oh Tim <laughs> no I like fondly like oh Tim I, I was just yeah. thinking he hasn't made it to my male uh, character only pot Funko collection uh, <laughs> um, which is funny I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of him for that um, but he's not like one of my favourites but I like him I think he's funny he gives some relief um 
I prefer Mouth. Could you have a comparison between Mouth and Tim? They're kind of used almost the same sort of amount of at, at this point, anyway. It, it's different. It's different levels of in, of um, comedy, isn't it? For mm. both of them, they're they're both kind of like the comic relief in a way, or like they kind of depressurize the situation because Tim is just a bit dim and um and there's no filter whatever's going on in here comes out and he just says whatever he's got to say and funny enough mouth has is the other way around he's a bit more reserved and actually he tries to be more intellectually funny um and that just it, it kind of shows you that divide between um the the jock world that nathan has kind of always been part of to the intellectual world that lucas has always been part of yeah nice Good point. Well, we get to uh, the River Court guys. Speaking of them, Mouth, Skills, Fergie. Was Junk there? No, no, Junk wasn't there. Um, it wasn't in this one. And they they've got the they've got the keg because Mouth has got uh, a fake ID from <clears throat> from Brooke. Um, maybe we should just cover off quickly before that. Haley went to go and see Lucas um, to, to ask him if he would go to the bachelor party. This is like at the beginning. I'm assuming he was going already. But at this point, we've got the River Court guys, because we can kind of cover them at the same time, duct taping Mouth to a chair <laughs> and putting like targets on him. Um, and uh, and Lucas like throws the American football at him, which now we know from Narion. Again, another back, you know, behind the scenes stuff is that Chad Michael Murray can throw a good American football. So, and that was evidence. What did you think of that scene? They're like throwing him into like bins and things. It was great when Haley turned up and she said, "This is a guy thing that I will never understand." And they're like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> it was like a great little moment. And um, when they said, "Oh, can?" When she she says, "Oh, can I just have a word with Lucas very quickly?" and he can't move. <laughs> and they're like, wheel him out. <laughs> it's like, Fergie, come back and get him. <laughs> and then Haley's like, oh, I've, I've got next, you know, to throw him into whatever. And Mouth's like being like, yeah, roll me down the thing and hit me into this. Like, it's all, yeah. I, I mean, is it. it is it bullying? No, nah, he's it, into it, it. it. He's into he's it. Just accept, he, he's not just accepting it. He's okay with it. Yeah, he's into it. Do you not okay, think? Good. I don't think it's bullying. I don't want him to be bullied. That's not nice, is it? No, it's not. But I don't think that's the case here. I think he's, he's jamming with his he's friends. Up. He's up for it. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's down for it. He's like, I can't throw, so I might as well be the target. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, just to say that if if Mouth, or sorry, it's Lee Norris, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Came to me with ID that said he was of a certain age. Now, I wouldn't believe it. I've seen him in, like, he was in Greyhound, which is a great film with... Um, with Tom Hanks, and he looks like he's about 15 yeah. now. So I'd be like, this isn't real, please leave. So wh- why are these children being served and allowed into strip clubs and offering oral sex for payment? Because they're not, because they're in their <laughs> 20s, Dom. I've told you this from the start. You have to think of them as in their 20s. Well, he does remind me, it's like he's like in, have you seen Superbad? Yeah. It's like he's like McLovin, mouth is McLovin. <laughs> Um, oh god so they get the keg um, and as they're walking into um, Nathan's apartment then uh, two female police officers see them pulling the keg up they do indeed and I sent you 
two prediction videos. Which I haven't watched. I haven't watched. So tell me about them. Because I like to watch them after we record. So I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. (laughs) Watch it now. So this this is the moment where the two uh, young police officers are seen in the squad car. And this is the exact moment where I sent Simon a prediction video of what I thought would happen. Oh, the door. Sorry, one second. Oh, is it? Is that the police? Uh, yeah. There's a shit ton of Amazon stuff, mainly soap. <laughs> I just bought like 24 hand soaps. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to play the prediction video and I'm going to hold my phone like close to the microphone. So hopefully it will pick it up. Um, and this is the first time me watching it. And then hopefully you'll be able to hear it as well. Season two, uh, Nathan is having a bachelor party that's being thrown by Tim. Uh, these two young police officers are in their squad car watching some underage kids take a keg of beer up to Nathan's apartment. And my prediction now is that Tim um, will confuse these two. <laughs> as uh, being the strippers for the bachelor party that he is throwing for Nathan uh, and hopefully get himself, like, tasered. That would be, be quite entertaining. So let's, let's see where we go from here. Okay, so that was pretty much bang on. And then we've got another <laughs> prediction video. Is this uh, for the same part, the, the second one? Yeah, this, this is like the, uh, the payoff. The kind of the solution, yeah. Okay, let's see that one then. Uh, I can feel your breasts against my back. <laughs> I wrote that down as one of my favourite lines. <laughs> ah, so your prediction was bang on, except for the tasering, but they, you know, they manhandled him, so... They did, yeah. I was kind of hoping they'd be like, get on the floor, just like electrocute him or something like that. I thought that'd be brilliant, but... Oh, so funny. Well, when you see them coming upstairs, you think, Tim's going to fuck it up royally now, isn't he? Yeah, like... <laughs> he had the best night of his life. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you... are you guys of age in our prime? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's when he says, I can see your thong strap, Foxy Brown. <laughs> When he's in the squad car. And he says something like, I'm so horny. Yeah, and he's getting driven away. Just, oh my God, this kid. Oh. <laughs> does does it make you like him now? It, that made me like him, yeah. <laughs> he's just an idiot, he's hilarious. Oh dear. Love that. So that kind of sums that part up. They don't take the keg though. The police don't take the keg. Um, no, well, they, 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 she says, forget the keg, let's take the perf. That's it, that's it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> and then Nathan says to Lucas, oh, you might as well go. Uh, and then they have well, that they, moment you already spoke about. 
Nathan and Lucas try and stop it, don't they? They try and say, look, he made a mistake. He thought you were the stripper, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he says, then he says the, I can see your thong strap. And they're like, just take him. <laughs> just take him away. <laughs> it's fine. Just go. And then, um, yeah, Nathan then has that chat about Dan, like like you just said. He says, look, if you want to go, go and find out about him. And Lucas asks him about the lockbox and says, look, your dad's got this lockbox. And he's like, kind of nods agreeingly doesn't he and he says i know about it i why do you think i hated you so much and uh that was like a oh okay that's a bit of a tough moment but it makes sense doesn't it this this guy's got pictures if if your dad which we all know is basically dan scott yep um (laughs) but in in looks only shall we say not not anywhere near personality or uh or it's just sensibility. Yeah. Um, but if your dad then randomly had these pictures of another kid, you'd be like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, for sure. And he had the sure. same surname. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was all really good, like, detail. I liked all of that. Um, and then for Nathan, then the, the actual stripper arrives. Um, and... They have a bit of back and forth and Nathan saying that, you know, everyone's gone, the party's over. And she's sort of saying, you know, well, the party's just begun. And she's sort of touching his arm and she's saying, you know, I know what we can do while we wait. And then it goes to them playing PlayStation together, which was quite a nice moment. What, what did you think of this? It, it was good, but then it's spoiled, isn't it? It's spoiled by her being like, in the, the whole I'll be in the bedroom bit. Oh. It didn't need it. The episode didn't need that. I, only because I, I don't want Nathan to be ruined by this or spoiled by these things. Because he's, he's a, a man and we all know men are stupid and he'll, you, yeah. you know, think about the temptation. But what what's brilliant is at the end, I knew it wouldn't be the stripper. I knew it would be Haley at the end. Did you know or did you want? No, both. But I really wanted it to be Haley, but I, 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 I kind of knew. You, you get the vibe after when he doesn't immediately follow and he takes a minute he doesn't immediately follow and then it cuts away and then it ends up being Haley like in the back of the the limo bus van thing um on her way back and she arrives and she starts walking in you're thinking oh shit she's gonna catch the stripper in the bedroom she's gonna and then that that's kind of where they want you to go with it isn't it like you know uh, Paul said the other day that I was exactly where the writers wanted me to Hmm. go with my kind of analysis of things but on, on these things I can see that these aren't going to have like where they want you to think or what they want you to think Nathan's going to be a bad person and kind of relapse. It's about relapsing, isn't it? And to, you know, and Tim says, I remember the person who you were before all of this, mm. you know, that these, you know, these things are still in my mind. So, you know, what, what's, what's different about you other than the fact you wear a ring now, come on. Mm. Um, and that was quite a shocking moment as well. Cause actually Nathan has come a long way. That that was the perfect it, moment for him to say, well, that's who I was. That's not who I am now. Because that's basically yeah. the, the point. And it sort of aligns with what Skills said to Lucas in the last episode of, you know, you've ba- <laughs> to Lucas, you basically got worse. You should go back to who you used to be. Nathan, you've got better. You should stay as you are. You know, it's kind of like that. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, it's fine. It's good. Um because you're spot on right, yeah. The the changes that have happened in these characters, they don't necessarily always happen for the, for the better. And, you know, it takes someone else to come in and say, you don't need to be like that. You always used to be like this. Go go back and do that again. And uh, 
Yeah, I just knew that it, it would be Haley in the bedroom anyway, and you can you can see it from what she's wearing when when they're eventually there, because the the whole point is is that it's a brunette and you can only see her from like the the kind of side back of her head, but you can see from what she's wearing that it's that it's Haley, and I, I thought that was a really good touch. It was nice that she had absolutely no contact with, um, the stripper. Nathan says I kicked her out, you know, and it's it's a nice moment. It's really nice, happy marriage, isn't it? I hope he changed the sheets though. She like even if she just like <laughs> sat down on the bed like oh. <laughs> Are we wafting again? Crack a is that window. Lucas's, is that Lucas's soul pad? Is it back? <laughs> Speaking of which, guys, there's only uh two episodes left. When we get to episode five, the contest ends for the squint um soul patch challenge and we have had we had some entries so you can still get involved write a five star review five stars only of course mention the soul patch mention the squint for the chance to be selected at random to get worldwide shipping on a chad michael murray mask and b (laughs) b c m m so (laughs) you should write a poem on the back of it i can I think you should. You know what's good and not bad to have a face mask of Chad. I like that. Get Done. that in. Uh, and then whoever whoever wins it, uh, randomly selected, of course, should include their name in the poem as well. I can, yeah, no, of course, of course. <laughs> so, okay, talk to me about predictions, Nathan Haley. I just hope their name is Orange because nothing rhymes with Orange, my friend. <laughs> um, Nathan and Haley, I think, are just going to continue to be, you know, the the, the great couple that they're becoming. Um, it's more Dan and Deb's storyline that's going to impact on them, um, which, you know, is something we can talk about. But I think, you know, Dan and Deb are not necessarily scheming, but I think Deb is now becoming more scheming and has changed and is becoming a bit more vindictive. Yeah. Um, and Dan is like, um, it, well, we can get to it when we get to him, but I, I actually don't think there's going to be any impact on the relationship other than Nathan's parents now. Okay, so shall we transition to uh, Dan and Deb to sort of to tie in with that then? Yeah, I mean, we can, we'll jump back to the, the younger side of things because we've covered pretty much most of what all of them do mm. but there's bits that we need to connect with um but yeah if we cover dan and deb i think that's a good place to go okay so dan we see him and like you said uh when i was watching it last night and seeing paul johansson it kind of hits differently now it's kind of like wow we spent an hour and like 15 minutes talking to this guy and he's so nice and he was so so nice um he was giving like baby advice is telling you that you're like the best at podcasting is <laughs> just like we it just i don't know it does kind of it almost like means it means more now in a in a strange way like um do you know what i mean or is that just me no i absolutely get what you mean it's it's um it's, it's quite surreal isn't it that actually there's a this man that we're watching on a screen that was on a show that from however many years ago that we had a a full-on conversation with about it and it feels so strange but very cool at the same time and he was just the nicest person ever really wasn't he so 
kind and very open and funny and just great impressions of uh, his friends that he used to live with um, who I've, you know, watched in other shows and stuff. And it's brilliant. He was great. George Clooney threw a basketball at his head. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, it's it's weird to have insight. I kind of want to really like Dan and him not be a bastard now because I know what the real man's like. But also it just shows how talented he is because he is an absolute bastard in the programme. He's such <laughs> yeah. a nice guy in real life. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it. It heightens his performance, if anything, because it's like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, he, uh, he's in, he's in hospital. He speaks. I, I might be messing some of the order of this up, but he, uh, Lucas goes to um, get some papers signed for Keith, and we'll talk about that when we get there. And um, Dan's saying to Lucas about he would he like to join him on doing some of his rehab and some of his you know like workouts and things and Lucas is trepidatious you know because of their history and saying that he doesn't want to be a fill-in for Nathan and uh, Dan saying you know it's not that way and you know look in my lockbox under the desk there's a key there and, uh, you know, you may not trust me, but I trust you. And he apologises to, to Lucas. I mean, how are you feeling about about this change in attitude? Well, Deb mentions it, like, later on, where she says, you know, the Phoenix effect or not, it, it's still our son and he's done it. And she gets all upset and he's like, I had a heart attack, not a, not a lobotomy. And he's still the same guy, you know, in his mind. He's still there. And his thoughts and feelings that you know are still there, but it does feel like he's like repenting massively. Uh, but it just feels so. There's something in my head saying it's not all genuine. There's another. There's another goal. There's something else <laughs> that he's aiming towards. Um, I think the Lucas connection is genuine, but it's going to have. There's going to be something that he's going to gain out of it. Dan does everything for for self gain, you know, and and self promotion. So I I I can't I can't work out what it is. It's really bugging me. I, as as much <laughs> as much as I want him to go, actually no, I'm not going to be a bastard now. I'm being the nicest person for the next eight seasons. I uh, I I can't see that happening. There has to be something where he's like, I have to be nice for this short amount of time for that control aspect. Like I said before, if I've got, if I'm nice to these people and I have all these people being kind to me, then I can be, you know, a kind of like a secret bastard. I, I can be, it's <laughs> almost like, yeah, it's almost like more abusive that way, isn't it? It's like, I'm a bastard behind closed doors, but you know, out, out in the world, I'm really, really lovely. And it's, mm. it's kind of feel like we're, where we're going to go with that. What I really want to see, I really want to see is him with Whitey. Cause that kind of feels like the only true connection of like hatred and whitey will be the only character that will really see what he's like i really want it to happen (laughs) hey there danny (laughs) yeah i think whitey is going to be the only one that can go why are you being sly about this no whitey in this episode i know i know it's sad but you know hopefully he's going to come in in the next one and be like fuck you dan (laughs) danny He's the only but, one that calls. Oh, um, Keith calls him Danny sometimes, doesn't he? It wasn't. Yeah, I think he does that to wind him up, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he does because I, I, I think 
uh, Whitey had called him Danny forever and it had always annoyed him. So Keith just throws it in every now and then to wind him up, play the game sort of thing. I still need to make the Keith gif or jif or whatever. <laughs> Do you call it gif or jif? Gif. Gif, yeah. I need to yeah. still make the Keith gif of him winking. It still needs to happen. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Uh, it's so good. Okay, so we then, if we're sticking with Dan, we then get Dan at the end talking to Deb, like you said, and um, saying, you know, the lobotomy thing, like you said. And he says, um, you know, we don't need to do anything. Their wedding will, they will just, their marriage will just unravel once the newlywed sex wears off and um, whatever else, whatever else, on a, like a minimum wage job, blah, 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 blah. They, you know, it will just, it will just collapse. Um, which, like you said, you've put it perfectly already. It shows that he's still, he's still there. He's still in there. Um, but then we cut sort of to the, I think it might, might have been the final scene or one of the final scenes where he's back home in his massive house. When we see that view of the angle, the camera shot of that house, that is massive. Like it's a mansion. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> huge house, huge house. And um, they pull up and I think there's Lucas sort of pulls up or uh, as they're pulling up and... Um, he starts to walk with Dan and Dan starts to like struggle a little bit and Lucas sort of catches him and is a shoulder to lean on and is helping him walk into the house. It's like Lucas goes there to say, I'm not going to do this like rehab with you, but I'll kind of help you at the same time. It's weird. He goes there to be like, this doesn't make us okay. doesn't Mm. make us, you know, not everything that has happened in, in like the past 16 years is now, acceptable and fine it's but you know i'm willing to help out a little bit just to get to know you a bit better and he takes him on you know on his shoulder and, and walks him in um i thought that was a good moment it was it is nice and it i think dan was surprised by it more than anyone I, deb just kind of walked away and left and and this is the part with deb that i don't really get is that is she now just going to go back on everything and dan knowing what he knows about what she did as well it just doesn't feel right there's something not right about all of this unless he's just gonna go on a fucking rampage and kill them all (laughs) jimmy's gonna come back massacre yes (laughs) jimmy bring back jimmy jimmy's got his chainsaw and he's got a weird mask that he's wearing and he's just chasing people in the street (laughs) i was on the river court too (laughs) i was in the pilot yeah, <laughs> it's like I created ravenshoops.com. I am the creator. Fuck you, Mal. <laughs> I hate you, Marvin McFadden. <laughs> Call me Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Oh, when, when Dan gives like a little look to Lucas, like he's like surprised that he's helping him, it's really good. It's like a really sincere moment. I thought it was really well acted. Uh, moving over to Deb then on the Deb side of things, she um, she doesn't have that much to do in this episode. Like she's had that conversation with Dan. She has a conversation with Deb um, where um, I can't even remember what they were talking about. What were they talking do you mean, about? Do you mean Karen? Yeah, sorry, Karen and Deb. Yeah. Um, so Deb goes into the cafe and says, you know, I've just been at the hospital helping Dan. And she's like, oh, I'll get some coffee. 
And then she says, oh, oh, he's yeah. moving back home. He's like, oh, I'll get the liquor and, and gets like the brandy out or whatever it is or whiskey. And they're talking about the divorce and Dan didn't sign the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And Karen says, well, who's who's looking after you? And she's like, well, whoever's name is on that bottle's looking after me. That's it. Yeah. And that's nice. that's kind of it. I mean, their interaction is, is brief, but it's fairly important message because... Um, from this, all I can see is uh, we'll get to Karen in a minute, um, and, and my thoughts on on Karen. But I kind oh of feel God. like can't wait. Deb <laughs> Deb is like apprehensively taking him back in because she had the affair years ago and did him wrong and and carried on with the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know whatever else she's done wrong, she's now let him lie on the floor and basically die in front of her mm-hmm. and then eventually got an ambulance and, and and is now letting him back in because of all the things she does wrong she feels that she has to stay with him and and she slept with his brother she slept with his brother there we go she slept with boozy um <laughs> you know so she she's like actually whatever he says i kind of feel like i need to do now because i feel sorry for him mm. it's kind of the world she's it's you know pity. but if you were that unhappy anyway, why would you still continue it? Surely it's just like, okay, let's make sure she's, he's settled and then we'll carry on with the whole divorce thing. Because mm. actually, it's not going to make me happy, is it? Well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about this? Yeah, where, it's where are we guilt. Going? It's where guilt. are we going with this, Simon? It's <laughs> guilt. No, he said it all, baby. It's guilt. It's guilt. <laughs> I don't know why I called you baby. It didn't feel right. And then it's, I said it. I loved it. didn't it. sound right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you call me Colonel, I'll call you baby. That could be the name of a new podcast. <laughs> ba- the, the baby and the Colonel. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think you nailed it. Well, let's move over to Karen. Like, cause I think that's kind of that. And you've kind of alluded to you, your prediction. And I'm assuming you don't really know where it's going with Deb um, and Dan, but you're not, you're not trusting in what Dan is putting out there. And Deb seems apprehensive. So that's pretty much the sum of it. I just don't trust Dan at the moment. And I think Deb is in this world of guilt, but is going to like, I don't know, like fuck it up again. Somehow she'll do something stupid again. Like, or something to go against him, and and then, I don't know. I'm I'm really not sure with these two where they're going. I I definitely think Dan is planning something, planning something big, and I, I can't help but feel like it involves Lucas and Karen. Okay, we will see. Let's move over to Karen. Tell Karen. me, tell me about Karen. Well, Karen's first interaction is with Keith in this episode, right? And Keith yeah. is looking fresh. Oh, I mean, yeah. he is in a tailored suit, my friend. That shit is fitted. That's Italian. Look at that. That's Italian, it, Karen. That's that's what, what it. <laughs> that's what Italy brings, mate. What the fuck have you been? Six weeks, my ass. <laughs> right? She, he's coming out of that car. He's got a swanky dark suit on, white yeah. shirt, yeah. beautiful red tie. Mm-hmm. The 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 thing's gone. The tash and like beardy bit is gone he is looking fresh like yeah. wow and she says keith you look fantastic and he says you look like double denim trash <laughs> you look like me five years ago <laughs> <laughs> well guess what uh, i moved on and guess what else 
your coffee sucks. I've got coffee from somewhere else because I don't even want to look at your fucking face. <laughs> Do you know why? Because it disgusts me. I <laughs> you enrage me. It puts me off of my food. I can't eat. I think of you and phlegm comes into my mouth. And <laughs> Enough of you, Karen. I'm done. I'm out. I got my coffee from Port something. It said Port on it, didn't it? What did it say? I, did, I didn't catch it. What amazes me is, is uh, it only really clicked when we talked about it on the last episode with um, the the Total Betty ladies was that for the whole first season she was pregnant. Forgot and obviously went... Total Betty, yeah. <laughs> 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 Who? <laughs> um, and <laughs> they you know they reminded me that she was pregnant because karen's clothing and her image has changed completely you know she's in mm. like low-waisted jeans now and mm. she's she's very small she's quite a petite lady yeah. and um you don't i i always thought she dressed very mumsy and quite homely in the first season and they're like well she was massively pregnant i'm like that is a very good point <laughs> yeah um so she's she's you know very different um but maybe trying to be a bit freer and looser mm-hmm. but with Karen in particular, in go. this episode... Here we go, come on. I'm start, starting to see something in her eyes. And it's... When she's talking to Lucas, first of all, there's a turtle's lunchbox on the table. Nice. I didn't see um, that. Yeah, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lunchbox, blue. <laughs> like that. Um, on the table. And I'm thinking, whose is that, Lucas? What, what are you playing at? You're like 45. Um, <laughs> he, likes, he likes turtles, Dom. What's the problem? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind a turtle's lunchbox now, to be mm. fair. <laughs> live your life i'm all about that absolutely right anyway back to karen so <laughs> ah, lucas says dan wanted to talk to me i want to talk to dan he said sorry for everything and and dan does actually say i want to say sorry to you lucas and your mum. uh mm. you, you know it'd mean a lot to me if i could apologize to both of you lucas doesn't give all that information but karen has that look in her eye of oh really He's still interested. And I've said this before. Mm. I think he's worming his way back in. It was from the hug at the car accident. After the car accident, she's that connection is going to happen. That spark's going to come back somehow between her and Dan. That love has never really faded. That's why she's never really got with Keith. And it's mm. all a bit awkward because she's always had that little bit of a thing for for Dan. And it's, it's never left. Other than him being a complete bastard. Um she's done wrong as well and 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 this is her way of being like oh something could happen and then when she's having a little conversation with deb it's like oh aren't you getting divorced why aren't you getting divorced i thought you're gonna get divorced you signed right everybody signed the paperwork's been posted we've, we've posted the paperwork the divorce is, is settled we're done he's out of the house he's out of the house he's got nowhere to leave he can come and live with me what i didn't say that what are you talking about <laughs> you slept um, with keith and he was technically mine so we can swap i get yeah, him you now know who hasn't slept with keith i haven't slept with keith so i'm gonna go back with dan Sorry, <laughs> sorry. One second, the door again. I'm sorry. Fuck the door. <laughs> this is Karen. <laughs> it's the other package. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's the other package that we can unbox later, which is awesome. We'll talk about it on the unboxing. Apologies. Do you know? Also, Karen is probably thinking. I just read in Cosmopolitan, you know, about you know maybe maybe Dan's going to go at the back of my shirt. Would I like that? Maybe I don't. Maybe I want to look into my eyes. Is that option A? Was that option B? Let me think about it. Maybe he's reading Cosmo. I'll read it to him. I'll ask Lucas what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God! 
so okay that's 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 crazy i love it what else the plan is the plan is with dan i'm gonna move back into my house i'm gonna be settled and comfortable i'm gonna ship off deb to the beach house i'm gonna finalize that divorce and to make it even sorer and and make it hurt more she's gonna catch me with karen when i'm becoming all lovey bum chummy with lucas wow wow <laughs> love it okay and nathan and Haley just caught up in the middle of all their shitty drama when they just want to be a happy couple just leave them alone let them have their newlywed sex in peace <laughs> <laughs> okay great is there anything else with karen we need to discuss or should we move uh, on to keith no we can move on to keith keith oh, looking fresh keith so keith is at the dealership he's in dan's office and uh lucas comes in and he says uh dan typical dan he does everything himself he never delegates anything um and that's where lucas then says that he will go and take the the papers to be signed which he does and keith offers lucas his old job back which lucas in turn offers it to nathan um so that nathan can get paid more than the pretzel thing which like poor gary like Gary's going to lose. An- Is anyone thinking about Gary's thoughts in this? Going to lose an what's, employee? What's so strange is that I thought exactly the same. It's just like, where's the loyalty to Gary? I'd have been like, do you know what? I'm not going to work for my dad. I'm going to work for Gary. Who gave me a chance. Gave me an opportunity after I'd put him in a dumpster or something. Yeah, wrong <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you get that moment later. We forgot to mention where Hades like, when you get home, don't take that outfit off. I have a thing for mechanics and, uh, you know, so she's always loved Keith. I knew and... you was gonna say it. I knew. <laughs> and definitely always loved Lucas because <laughs> she's always thought of Keith as like the older Lucas. This is what Lucas will become. Mm-hmm. That's it. So then, uh, besides that, with Keith, is there anything else that Keith really does? Keith's a bit apprehensive about going to the hospital um, That's right. because because of you know what's happened he's not admitting it to lucas he's not telling lucas what happened but you know that's fine his business is his business um and he's uh and Lu- that's when lucas volunteers to take them and then finds out about the lockbox and all of that so we we kind of skipped over that part it's an important part when he discovers that lockbox and that dan's kind of saying i i did always care i always kept these pictures and clippings and cuttings of you um because they've been really important to me so uh, a nice a nice moment and it's Lucas that kind of says that means, you know, that doesn't forgive everything. Mm. Anyway, I go back to Keith. Keith is avoiding him and says that, you know, he's being really um, like nice and quite polite, you know, he says, yeah. polite about everything. Yeah. And it's just like whatever drugs he's on, let's hope he stays on them for a while. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, good moments. I, I, I really like the fact that Keith is in that position, but I can't help but feel it's going to come crashing down. He's becoming too happy. Um, mm. He is enjoying work. it, isn't he? He's enjoying that position, enjoying being the guy in the suit. Like, it's the juxtaposition to what he's used to. Yeah, exactly. And and working for Dan, hey, it's not that bad getting a check with his name on it every week, you know. And, okay, all right, I get that. 
he's comfortable, he's probably earning some decent money, he's probably got he's probably got healthcare out of this, you know, you know healthcare <laughs> insurance over there is, is insane and Dan probably offers a pretty decent package to his executives. Dental, so, yeah, all know, of it. He's got dental, he's got teeth, his teeth are fine. He's got tailors now. He's <laughs> buying suits. Um Armani and, and Prada isn't cheap. But yeah, you know, but, Keith's got a couple in the closet now, so <laughs> Exactly, he's got some backups. Um and he can do his own tie. That mm-hmm. tie isn't a clip on. That's no. not a clip on tie, that's proper tieage that. <laughs> um I I just feel like it's gonna come crashing down. Dan's gonna come back and go, Well, I don't run things that way, you know, you need to leave or why don't you just go back to being a mechanic or something like that. It's gonna be it's going to be difficult. It'll be a difficult transition of Dan coming back. Um, okay. And I think Keith is the fall guy, unfortunately. Okay, we will see. We will see. I think that the only person we haven't really spoken a bit, we need to say a little bit more about is Brooke, really. Because the only other bit with Brooke is that at the end, when she's at the ATM, her credit cards are all... There's no money in them. So it's like, has she been cut off? Is it that... Her parents got no money like this. Not really explained, but that's like her big thing. Is oh, where's the money gone? That's um, always been her like unique kind of selling point of her though is that she's the rich one, yeah. and her dad is loaded. And right at the beginning, when she first mentions uh, her dad's credit card, I was going to do a prediction video. I was going to pause it there, and I was going to say at the end of the video, we'll find out that her dad has no money. Her dad has done. He's like done some inside trading and he's got caught and he's going to federal <laughs> prison and they've been completely wiped out. Um, and I, I kind of, you don't get an answer. You don't get a solution. You just know that there's, there's nothing in the accounts or there's no money. And she blames it on her parents not paying her credit card bills. Why haven't they paid my credit card bills? You know, cause normally they probably just pay it, pay her no attention. Just, you know, it is what it is. Money's not, not a thing, but I feel like her dad has done something and the money's now run dry. Mm. I also think Brooke is going to come crashing down into in, into this humble pie world where she has to now be a decent person and she'll struggle with that because <laughs> she's been the, the kind of rich bitch for, for so long. Maybe she'll replace Nathan with Gary at the pretzel stand. It was going to be a prediction of mine. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. She's going to have to get a job. And Nathan will be like, hey, why don't you get a job with Gary? Maybe. And then Brooke and Gary, <laughs> Gary might start dating. I hope so. Mouth would be really jealous, though. I think Mouth, um, Mouth deserves some attention here. Do you think if you went into Mouth's bedroom and you opened up his closet that there's like there's like a little shrine to brook and there's like candles burning and like satanic shrines around it and actually mouth is like some sort of <laughs> satan worshiping he's putting these no mouth would never do that i love mouth. i actually think if you go into mouth's uh, room and open up his closet that you'll just find a tied up naked jimmy <laughs> curled <laughs> curled up it's <laughs> like crying and gagged and has no idea what the fuck's going on oh my god uh i was i was gonna take that bit out about me saying about him being demonic and whatever and then i can't now because what you said is too funny (laughs) that's sometimes like 
that sometimes can be a real pain is like oh, i want to <laughs> take something out and then one of us says something that's really funny and it's like well it doesn't work if you don't have that <laughs> set up to it yeah so. it's just we need the gold <laughs> that's too good that's really good well done thanks <laughs> man <laughs> you can just envision him uh, okay so does that cover everyone does that does that pretty much do it there's just the Rivercourt guys. Obviously, they bring the keg. They laugh at Tim being arrested. Um, Mouth gets asked what the deal between him and Brooke is, like what's going on there. And he's like, you know, a gentleman never never reveals, you know, what's happened or never tells his secrets or something like that. And uh, Skill says, that's just Mouth for no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, That's kind of it for them, really. They don't really have much Fergie, you know, Scratch his mouse nose when he's got an itchy nose when he's tied to a chair. That's about it, I think, for them, yeah. Um I don't think there's anyone in particular that we've we've missed out. What well, with Peyton and Brooke, obviously, just with the the their whole episode we covered quite a lot of them. They have their um the bus is broken down moment. Uh the male stripper, yeah. Yeah, and Brooke's um Peyton's like, Oh, I tried to call Lucas but he's not answering blah 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 and then the male stripper does like his dancing was really weird it's really like i found it really odd it's like you know when phoebe like thrusts in one of the episodes <laughs> yeah. at chandler and it's all a bit scary um because they're trying to work out that chandler's uh actually in sleeping with monica, with monica yeah. It, yeah and it reminded me of that just the way he was like thrusting around i think this is a case of where they haven't put any music in like when it's filmed it it's filmed it to no music and they're like oh we don't know what music we're going to get the rights to or whatever so we put the the music in post and then the music the the beat doesn't go to how he's thrusted um but i noticed it as well when he's on like the mini luxury minibus thing he's also doing a weird sort of thrusting just in the middle <laughs> He had a good line. He it's was just... just like, I've got a tool that can fix anything. <laughs> Everything comes off. Yeah, that was funny. I, just, okay. I, can't, I kind of I kind of like the idea that whoever was directing that episode had someone just stand going, made him do that. I like that. I would like that to be my job. The guy that just goes, I think I could do it. I think you should. I think we could both do it. We'll take Maybe. it in turns. You direct an episode, I'll be the Unts guy, and then okay. we'll switch and then we'll switch round. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, with that being said, if you have enjoyed this episode, you want to help support the podcast, support Dom and I on our podcast journey, then listen to this information about our Patreon. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. You just became a raven. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. I don't know, you'd be off somewhere babbling wearing a dress you will receive one week early release on all episodes as well as exclusive access to our one tree hill monthly bonus episodes access to the mighty 90s movie and tv podcast episodes and a patron shout out on the podcast the second tier 
Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? All of the perks from Junior Varsity and join us live on a bonus episode to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame. When do you plan to start living? If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. So, Dom, we're in judgment land. Time to make our judgments. Tell me, my friend, who is your favourite performer of this episode? Oh, it's difficult because there's there's so many and there's there's so many good moments, but uh, I'm going to have to give it to the actor that plays Tim. I don't know his name, I'm afraid. Brett Claywell. Brett Claywell. Okay, I'll give it to Brett Claywell because I thought he played, he he went like extra Tim on this episode, um, and it's it's the most we've actually ever seen from Tim, um, without being led by someone else, um, and without being like the responder. He was like more in control of um, uh, what was going on as a part of his story, and uh, I actually quite liked it. I thought he was very funny. I thought Tim was very well. Um, placed for stupid things to happen uh and for difficult things to happen to him and him kind of be the comic buffoon fool guy and i thought it was brilliant so yeah it was very close between him uh, and a couple of others I, I mean just you know mentions to all of them to be fair they all did a pretty good job but he was the, the standout uh actor and performer for me what about yourself my friend good choice I'm going to say Bethany Joy Lenz. Um, I thought she was really solid. And, you know, things that you touched upon, like polishing the fruit and being all awkward there. And then you're having com- comical moments, you know, like falling off the the stripper pole. And, uh, you know, she played being drunk well. And I asked, we've said this before in previous episodes. It's difficult to do that convincingly, I think. And so, yeah, I thought she was really good. So I'll choose her. She was like the the close second for me. Uh, She does this really, really good thing where she kind of dips. She has this little dip, like she's about to fall over when she's she's playing drunk. And we've only seen it the once before, but it's really convincing. And it's almost like people have to catch her to keep her upright. And it's actually, (laughs) she actually does it really well. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. Uh, Who is your favourite character? I'm actually going to have to double up and give it to Tim. Yay. <laughs> Tim Tim wins it in this one for me. I, I have to uh, maybe apologise to Tim a little bit for all the <laughs> previous hate. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to going to Tim on this one. And yourself? I'm going to agree with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Good old I, Tim. I wanted to say Gary just for, you know, old time's sake. But no, yeah, Tim, for all the reasons he said, just really funny, uh, brought good comedic edge to it and um yeah it's like we got to know him better and um, i thought that was really good what was your favorite uh song of the episode did you have one well there's quite a few so the, the song is called near wild heaven which is an rem song which i didn't hear in the episode i didn't notice it and this seems to happen quite a lot um so it's a really good 
title name for it, you know, and they, they all appear to be for the theme of the episode, um, which is really good. Um, but didn't feature. Do you, are you familiar with that song? No, I, I like REM, but I'm not sure of that one. When you hear it, listen to it later or like after this, you'll recognise it immediately. Okay. I guarantee you, you would have heard it before. There are a few songs in there. So when they're in the lingerie shop, there was a song called Word Up that, that was being played. That version is actually by Korn. Um, there's several different versions. You've got the original by Cameo. You have a, a, like a, a heavy metal version by Gun. There's a, me- a version by Mel B., um and then <laughs> and then they played the corn version which was which was good i i enjoyed that they played let's get it started by the black eyed peas when they're in the yeah van thing and like sticking their head through the window which was also good and fit but you know it by the I streets so i was crazy. so surprised i was like what the hell and they were singing it Haley was like singing all the words I was like so impressed by that so you're I, fit I think... but my gosh don't you know it i know yeah I mean, that was not. I was not expecting the streets to be in it, so I am going to pick the streets just for the <laughs> the British connection. Although it's not 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 a song I particularly enjoy, but I'm going to go with that. But <laughs> did you have a a favourite song? There's a couple of hip hop songs that I missed. I couldn't get them. I wouldn't work them out. And I'm thinking maybe there's one in there that you picked. Yeah. So the the streets did stand out. I'm not a fan of the streets it's not my kind of like we've said earlier that's the sort of music for people that like to go down the strip club we all fit but my gosh pass me a call in yeah <laughs> yeah it's not that's not that's not us but uh yeah there was a ludicrous song that they were playing in the um it was in the, the van. van yeah in the minivan yeah, yeah sure i was thinking it was called but it was ludicrous. i was thinking well that's that sounds like ludicrous and and simon will pick that <laughs> because i remember you really liked ludicrous true story yeah. um okay favorite line it's difficult because i can feel your breast against my back is hilarious <laughs> um i can see your thong strap foxy brown is also hilarious <laughs> um but i think i'm gonna have to go with besides if you're gonna have a skanky hoe in the place it should at least look nice and she's cleaning the fruit it's gonna go to Haley's line <laughs> nice that's a good one uh, did you did you pick out one that that I didn't mention? No, the breasts against oh. my back really, really, <laughs> it really tickled me. It's like that's really the breasts against your back really tickled you. Wow, they did, they did. <laughs> it's just that's a really funny thing to say. It's crazy. What a crazy character he is. Uh, I wonder how much of it was like on the script and was improvised. Um, like it felt like when he was like, "I'm so horny" in the back of the car. It felt like that was an improvised line, but I mean, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? I don't know, but it would be great if there was one character like Tim that was just like, just sit there and just go with the flow. This is kind of the outline of the scene. This is where we need you to go and the points we need you to hit hit on, but just say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully one day we can have him on. I have reached out to him, um, but I haven't heard anything yet. But these things, it's hard to get noticed. <laughs> that sounds weird, but, you know, these people have got thousands upon thousands of followers on social media and everything so they you know they don't have time to go through all of their messages and stuff but uh we will be consistent can i just make a quick point on that because Mm. we were having a discussion uh about music the other day and and lex was involved um from 
the river court cast um we were we were all chatting about uh different music and i was um talking about mr brightside and how that is still like in the charts you know particularly over here in the uk uh and it just made no sense to me because the song came out in like 2004 and then i was looking up other songs um that were like big in 2004 and gavin DeGraw um i don't want to be was in that playlist of like top songs of 2004 and i was amazed mm. so i reached out to gavin de uh not had a reply or anything but if anyone <laughs> has a contact uh, you know close to gavin de i'd love to talk to him about the song and about his music yeah that'd be really cool especially for you because you really you you know really into music so you'd have like some really good questions and things around that so yeah hopefully that would be awesome i i I mean, I don't know if I'm wrong, so, you know, listeners correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I heard somewhere that the popularity of the show made that song, you know, even more popular. You know, like in the way that the... Is it the Remembrance that wrote the... Rembrandt's? Am I saying that wrong? Who wrote the... The the Rembrandt's that wrote the Friends theme. Yeah, and that, you know, that made them so popular because of that song. Do you know they get, like, no money from it? I saw that. Did I read you tell? That, yeah. Didn't you tell me that? I think so. Yeah, I googled yeah. it. I think someone had said. Maybe we had this conversation on another episode yeah. or something. It's very yeah, sad. They, they get like nothing from it. The only thing they can do is perform it live. Like they can get money for touring it, but yeah, yeah. What a shame! What a shame! But yeah, Gavin DeGraw, get him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, okay, and then background performer. Well, I was going to pick one of the police officers, but they have too many lines each. Mm-hmm. They have more than one line each. So I did think about who was at the party and who was at each party. So um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pick Teresa. My pick too. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It was, my, it, was my, <laughs> it was my pick too, because I was going to pick um, Gordon Ramsay's brother, Norman, but he had too many lines. So, so the, the, the teacher pole dancer stripper had too many lines yeah and then yeah the police officers like you said um and then yeah so Teresa it is well done Teresa. and then last but not least the precious precious rating did you have a number before we started this conversation yes did it increase or decrease during this conversation i think it's increased so you went from an eight to a nine that's my guess. We'll find out. I had a number. It remained consistent. I'm actually questioning to increase it by one, but I think I'm going to stay with where I'm at. I think you need to stay with where you're at. <laughs> so what, what are you guessing for me? I think you're an, you're an eight. Okay, you think I'm an eight questioning going to a nine? Yeah. Okay. Ready? We'll go on three. I'm, I'm ready. One two three nine eight mm, you're at a seven what's wrong with you watching the episode first i was at a seven and then i watched it again i thought actually it's quite quite a funny episode and it's quite good and then the more we talked about it that, that went up but the reason I've, I've gone with eight is i've reflected on my number for the last episode because i actually think the last episode was better than this episode so the number on my last episode i will have to concede and accept that i was wrong and put it up to a nine but this is an eight Okay, so on the last episode, we agreed a nine, but said we could revisit it. So you're saying no need to revisit it. You're happy that the last episode was a nine, but you think this episode is an eight. Yeah, I, I think the last episode was, was 
slightly outweighs this episode. Um, and this episode is is an eight. It was a good episode, um, but yeah, I think I think there's on, a, on ref, reflection, the last episode was better. There's a lot of fun this episode, though. There is. It is a lot more lively and a lot more fun. Um, but you know, there's factors that are missing. There's no basketball other than on an electronic device. There's no <laughs> YT, um, and there's still no kind of cliffhanger what's going to happen next it's all this is what i think is going to happen next rather than this is what what being led to okay i i I can be happy with with an eight i would not let a seven go no way i can i can meet it's better than it's better than a seven it's definitely better than a seven and that that was off of off a first watch and and the reason i went to seven is because i then thought because the last episode I thought was an eight, and then I thought actually this episode is an eight, so the last one must be a nine because it was a slightly better episode. Okay. That's how I got to that conclusion. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy. With <laughs> what I've just realised think... as well is that you're recording the Zoom, so all the stupid things I do, you've got a record now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording the Zoom. Against me. No, I don't. I went. Are we? I use... <laughs> We don't uh, usually record the Zoom. We record our audio separately on microphones, but I'm recording the Zoom just as a backup, just in case. But uh, I, I won't blackmail you. It's okay. The, the I, I think that this is, yeah, an eight seems right. I'm fine. I'm happy with that. It is one that is like a happy one to see, though. It's like sort of, I, would, I wouldn't say a favorite, but it's up there as like, a, oh, yeah, this episode, awesome. But it doesn't mean that has to critically be amazing. You can have episodes that, like, I really enjoy the pilot, and, and you, we called that a seven. Um, Six. Which, no, we retconned <laughs> it to a seven. Agreed. <laughs> But what will be interesting is when we finished all of this to rewatch the pilot for a podcast episode and then see what you think of it then. It'd be interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so we're calling this one an eight. It's in the history books, which means so far for season two, we've gone ten, nine, eight. So will episode four be a seven or will it go back up? We'll find out next week on the adventures of dom and simon through <laughs> podcasting the ravens a one tree hill podcast dom a pleasure as always people listeners thank you so much for all of your support i have some patron shout outs to say to some people that have been supporting us on our journey so dom nick has joined at junior varsity welcome nick you've just become a raven August has joined at Varsity, a Fox River fan and a Ravens fan. August, welcome. You have just become a Raven. Carly has uh, come in. She came in at Varsity, and then even before I can announce it, she has upgraded to Hall of Fame. MVP Carly, you have just become a Raven. And uh, Tahani has upgraded... To Hall of Fame. Star of the show, Tahani, you are a raven. And Lauren, bonus episode, Lauren, you... That's that's what you're officially known as now, Lauren. Bonus (laughs) episode, Lauren. Has upgraded as well to Hall of Fame. Super fantastic, Lauren. You continue to be a quality raven. 
And there we go. There are our Patreon shout-outs. Thank you so much to everyone on Patreon that's supporting. It really it really means a lot to me and Dom uh, to have your support on this journey. To everybody that's listening, that's uh, following on social media, like Paul uh, was really um, gracious to us and uh, reposting a lot of our stuff on social media and uh, that really upped our followers. We've got a lot of uh, new listeners, so welcome everybody thank you so much for your support people can hit us up on social media dom at ravens podcast on instagram and you can find our all of our patreon information at our website which is ravenshoops.net why ravens hoops dom because basketball go through hoops but then they also go through nets so ravenhoops.net anything else you want to say my friend just i love you all Thank you very much for listening. It's been fun. I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you did. I hope you did too. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun one. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed talking to you as always. Ravens on free, but what accent will it be? Oh, I like that little rhyme. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> what have we? What have we not done? Is there anything that we've not done? Scottish. We... Oh God. We've not done Scottish, have we? No, we haven't. Oh, just think, Scottish. Harness, Scottish. harness the Highlander in you. <laughs> Does Scottish sound like this? Is this Scottish? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a small island off of Scotland where they sound like <laughs> Can I hear your Scottish accent so I can try and mimic it? <laughs> yes, I want you to can. Mimic, I want to mimic your Scottish accent. Right, that's just what we're gonna do. That's just that's just the Scottish we're gonna go with. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready with the Scottish. Uh, are you Are you feeling good about being a Raven? I feel amazing about being a Raven. I'm not sure I can keep this accent going with your accent going. It's it's quite hard. It's you quite sound difficult. you sound great. You sound like you and McGregor. I might do this in my in my like when I start my new job. I might just be Scottish and just. See, oh no, I, I might live near London, but I've always been Scottish. See how long you can keep it up for. Except might... there is one person that knows me, and they are actually Scottish. <laughs> so I need to be very careful. <laughs> you do that so well. That is insane. That is it's really quite, good. It's quite natural. I used to have a, a manager years ago that, that is a guy called a guy called Gary, and he, whenever he picked up the phone, he'd go, "Hello, Gary." So I used to do that. I used to pick up the phone and go, hello, Gary. And then would end up in a conversation with people, them thinking I was Gary. And I'd have to go, I'm really sorry, it's not Gary. I'm, I'm actually Dom. <laughs> I'd, get do... I'd get a bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> you do it so good. All right, we, if, people, if you want to hear Dom do an entire Ravens episode in a Scottish accent, then write that in the comments. Um <laughs> Okay, you got you got to do the count, man, because you can do it. Uh, the the problem with the count is, do you, mem- do you remember John Anderson? He used to be the referee on Gladiators. Oh yeah, you're just going to end up sounding. Are you ready? Just going to sounding like him. <laughs> That's perfect. Go Let's that. go for it. So over to John Anderson. <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens.